And welcome to another episode of A Talk of Opportunity, a podcast about everything tabletop, specializing in Dungeons and Dragons 5e. This is Jose, your host, and with me, as usual, the second host, my co-founder, my partner in crime, Andrew Brinkman. Hi. Hi. Are we whispering our names? Yeah, we're whispering. The FBI has been after us recently. (laughs) Actually, Wizards of the Coast have been after us recently. Uh, We, uh... We've been saying some things that they don't agree with. This episode's not going to help that. <laughs> it's not. Because <laughs> today we're talking about one of the things that... Uh, Release a high-level adventure, did. you cowards! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Give us Spelljammer! We don't want another M- uh, Magic the Gathering setting. Wait a minute, is that a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have a special force to take us down. <laughs> But they're all. What did this start? But the, I, I cast Taser. Ah! <laughs> yeah, then they have to say that. It says like which bolt but, on the side of the Taser gun. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and if I throw something at the guy, another another one of the police is like, did he, did he lose concentration. <laughs> Roll for concentration. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and then like one guy's like. But while he's rolling, I'm still (laughs) tipping. No, 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 no! Let him roll. Losing your motor, it's it's only losing your motor motor functions and emptying your bowels. Crap! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, no, that that didn't hit the table. That that was before. No, gotta re-roll it. Gotta re-roll it. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, natural Uh, play. That means I get I get to commit police brutality. No, no, it it pulls another one. Double team. It's like one's in your eye, one's in the other eye. <laughs> Whoa, dude! I'm pretty sure that was double his hit. Yeah, we, we, we took out that. So we took out that CR one eighth commoner. Then they high five each other. And, <laughs> then Patrice is like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> we messed with the wrong people, Teresa. You have to run. There's a bag. There's a bag under the DNA. There's a go bag. and leave. There's a go bag, and it's just like a bunch of dice. Like, God damn it! This isn't helping me. This is useless. A bunch of dice, a bunch of dice, and like a third of a bag of Doritos. That's like in long since God's Oh wow! Yes, we're talking about the things that we don't like. Five E and our pet peeves. Go to Quantico. Let's roll the music. <laughs> That's me. So we're so, so we're talking about things today that grind our gears. But speaking yeah. of grinding, let's talk about oh, our, you're going with let's <laughs> talk about the grinds that we had this morning. I'm talking about coffee. I'm talking. They're talking about another type of grinding. Like that. What, what is this going, Andrew? <laughs> there's. It only goes down from there. Like there's yeah. only two other types of grind I could think of. Yeah, no, we, we we don't like either of those, oh. dude. My, apparently, my stream is grinding a nine oh five and grinding on your ass. Oh, anyways, well, I was, I was never mind. <laughs> Where were you going? Nothing. No, nothing. What are you drinking today, Andrew? Today I'm drinking a cold brew of Pete. Hold on, PT's Coffee Roasting Company Floor de Sol. Ooh, that's a nice packaging, oh, ain't it? That's nice. 
Yeah. Mm. It this is this a light good. roast from Topeka, Kansas, and it Ooh. it has notes of cocoa powder, raisin, and sweet lemon. And let me tell you right now, I could definitely taste the raisin and cocoa powder, but not so much the sweet lemon. That might be that might be a hot yeah the lemon thing. Yeah, I wouldn't associate lemon with coffee. That's interesting. Usually, if you um, with these lighter roasts, especially if you do a pour over, because that gets rid of a lot of the acid, you you kind of get more of those like floral and berry notes and stuff. So, mm. but I can definitely taste the raisins like the very first thing. Like you taste. Is it good though? I'm not a big fan of raisins. No, it's good. It it it, it works. It works really well, especially with a cold coffee, because it's not like it's not like raisin brand raisins. It's like that kind of like oh, okay. that kind of like aftertaste of raisins. You know what I'm talking about? Like that sort then, of, like the sweetness that's left yeah, that's sort of like semi sweet kind of. And then and oh, then okay. you get like a little bit of the cocoa powder just really sprinkled in there. But I'm not I'm not really getting any of the lemon. That might just be me though. So. Maybe you need to grab a lemon and just spritz it in there. Or, or like I said, it might it might be a hot coffee thing because a lot of you know, depending on how you make it is how it um like how you get some of the flavors. So. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have five years. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we're talking about our pet peeves, as the title says. Yeah. But before we get there, <clears throat> we get to talk about our drinks. We recently stopped drinking beer because. Apparently he made us really sleepy. <laughs> yeah, we actually, you know, it's weird. We found out that if we took a depressant before we started recording, it made us worse than if we took something was... that kept us alert and focused. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a mystery for somebody else to and, figure out. <laughs> and Teresa says to the point of like, I'm glad you guys have entered the rehab portion of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's been very supportive, including Heather. She's like, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. So just just put, just put a little another X on my calendar. And uh, I'm sitting here holding my fake 10-day AA thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 10 days. Well, no, I think they have one for one day, ten days, a hundred days. Oh, really? I thought it was a, I thought it was like six months and a year. I, I could be wrong, but I know I, I I know they do something to like give you like reminders of like how long it's been and stuff. And I, I want to say one's like ten days or something like that, or like a week or something. So I can see that for like a week, maybe yeah. just to get you like rolling. Yeah, um, I'm drinking uh, one of my favorite teas. Uh, it's a jasmine yin hao green tea. Uh, it's actually one of the most popular ones from China. Okay. Apparently, they drink it all the time. But this one has uh, a jasmine infusion to it. And it makes it very floral and sweet. Now, what, love now it. what is the jasmine yin hao? Is that like the green tea that we're commonly right. associated so yin, with? Uh, no. So yin hao is, uh, uh, from my understanding, it's a part of China. Okay. Uh, and th- that's where the leaves are coming from. Jasmine is just the flavoring they put into it as well. So it's primarily a green tea with jasmine. So you get if you ever smell anything that smells like jasmine, like that the the oh like the flower the scent of okay. it is the flower yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. it's like straight up just jasmine. Oh um, okay. I'm not a big fan of jasmine like when it's like in cleaning products and stuff like that, but in this tea it just makes it so sweet without being. I don't like to add a little sugar on my tea, so it's like that perfect balance. So it's not too bitter. Do you add sugar like just like a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, just a little bit. Just in, just um, to make the flavors pop. Yeah, 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 and it, I use uh, I use sugar in the raw instead of white sugar because the white sugar for some reason dulls the flavor. It's weird. Um, sugar in the raw still has that molasses in it, mm-hmm. and it makes it a little bit more like. I'm also Latino, so I, no white sugar for me. Sometimes I use a little bit of sugar in coffee, like hot black coffee, like just like you said, just kind of make it like what because there's a very specific balance. If you add just a nice little bit of 
little bit of sugar, you're like, oh, hey, you know, it kind of brings out yeah, the flavors. Yeah. But if you add just a little bit more than that, like one single granule turns to syrup. And it's just like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's funny because like I have friends that we, we have when they come over, I give them tea and they don't like to have uh, sugar or any sweetener, not even like honey on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's, I respect that. That's great. I like a little bit, but Kristen is just like spoon one, yep. spoon two, spoon three. That's spoon how. Four. That's that's how. That, to, Teresa is very much the I like to have coffee with my creamer kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Kristen makes coffee, it's like dessert. It's just yeah. like all the flavors except exactly. For coffee. Yeah. The, the the whipped cream, chocolate shavings, and stuff. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, but it's just like yeah. I I. What's it? Some someone at my job was like, "Oh, I had this coffee one time, and it was really bad. It was like, Ugh, it wasn't mocha at all and stuff." I'm like, "Well, what was it?" And she's like, "It was like some mocha cold brew or something." I'm like, "What, what are you talking about? That's that sounds delicious." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "But it was all bitter." I'm like, "Yeah, it's cold brew. It's just cold black coffee. That's all it is." So, hey, Jonathan Rubio, thank you for sharing the stream and welcome. If you like tea, you might like cold brew because I like actually I love cold yeah. brew. Cold. I'm just not a big coffee drinker, but whenever we go somewhere, like I mean, I took you to I took you to Foxtail. Yeah, I always I always get the the cold yeah, brew. Cold, cold brew is great. I love it, especially because it's so low in acid; it doesn't upset my stomach. So yeah, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why pour overs are also really good for for getting rid of acid. If you see that foam on the top, that's actually mm-hmm. the acid escaping the coffee. So ironically, the hot really yeah the highest the highest form of like keeping acid in coffee is like the irregular like americano drip pot like that keeps all the acid just like water yeah no i mean like i mean like the way that it's like brewed because it's like sealed in all that acid stays in there so yeah oh yeah there's a whole science to all this yeah it's it's actually kind of interesting what when do we have an episode coffee versus tea (laughs) the ultimate death match i mean we can (laughs) that's when the talk opportunity breaks up (laughs) I mean, I'm, there's there's two different game groups. If people's awkward, they can't mention one other DM to the other one. You know, it's yeah. like one of those situations. Yeah, so I was in a game with Jose. I mean, uh, <laughs> my other DM. <laughs> How many different ways is there to brew tea? Because I only know, like, just put the tea in the water. Well, okay, so it's, I mean, the brewing is all the same. It's just different techniques. There is the tea bag. Okay. There is the tea bag with loose leaf instead of like the ground up stuff. Okay. Fun fact: the ground up stuff is just the leftover in, in the in the in the factory. It's like the stuff that's on the floor. They just oh my God. put it in the tea. So it's like literally bottom of the barrel. Oh tea. no! <laughs> so if you want tea, like actual good tea, which I, this is why I started liking tea a lot, you go for loose leaf. You don't go for the baggies that have like the little ground up stuff. But really, it's all it is is just having the proper temperature and proper time. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's like the little pour over thing that I have. This little thing. There is. Uh, there's like this little clamp that you put leaf leaf tubes in it, close it, and put it in the water, and then take it out whenever you're ready. It's it's like it's like it's like a little ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like I, a little I've, ball. Yeah. I've had one of those. I've since lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. But all it is is there's nothing fancy about it. I think that's what makes um, unless you go into like the matcha territory, then there's like a whole oh, technique. Okay. And we lost all of our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Shit, there's supposed to be a D and D. Yeah, I know. Podcast. I'm sorry. I got I got sidetracked. It's just because there's like like 20 different ways to make coffee, which is like it's it's essentially hot water and coffee bean grounds. But there's anyways. It, it, it's it's you know what it sounds to me. It sounds to me like uh, they don't people don't like coffee and they're trying to find ways to make it taste better. No, they. Oh my god. Just saying, oh. the simplicity of a cup of tea is transcendent through time. Well, enjoy your hot leaf juice. It's delicious. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about why people came to see us. The only reason we're here to complain a bitch about everything. Oh wait, no, that's just my uh, my uh, my character Octavia. <laughs> well, well, you better get in character because we're gonna be bitching and complaining. All let me oh, hold on. Let me let me send the link to uh, to Wizards of the Coast real quick. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> just gonna with, with, dear, with, with the subject matter, Matt. friendly critiques. <laughs> Friendly things. They click in it. Fucking wizards of the <laughs> You cowards! <laughs> Alright, so, Andrew, we've been playing D&D together for a while now. Um, for me, it's mainly be 5e. For you, you've been for a long time. Well, and we always talk about the good things. Let, let's just ignore 3.5e, because that was all... Like a fever dream now. I like I like I only remember the wacky crap. I don't remember a fever any. a fever dream of like your youth. Like yeah. did that really happen? Because you gotta remember a lot of that happened at like two AM. So it's just like <laughs> I don't remember a lot of that stuff. If you go back in time and see it, you guys are just like uh, There actually there actually was a session where where like I, I forget who it was, but they're like, hey, we should probably end the session because Andrew's sleeping. I was just like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they don't wake you up when it's your turn? No, they don't wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, what do you crack to do? Oh, he's taking oh, well, take, take right. a short rest. Okay, cool. <laughs> there was no short rest in 3.5. There was just rest. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Tell me more about that, old man. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. So, yes, uh, we usually, you know, we sing the praises of 5e because if have if, if brought so many people into the game and it's making it so awesome and accessible for everybody. Yeah. But... In every session, in every talk we have, even in like the chat window with our like with the rest of our group and stuff like that, there's always we always like have like this little like things that grinds our gears. Especially you and Howard go back and forth mm-hmm. with the whole like you know, it's like, Oh, why is it like, you know, why do I, why why is it not asking me if my socks are wet? Yeah. You know, like that type of stuff. Um so you we made a list kids of kids got it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is literally you and Howard. <laughs> what do you mean there's no tackle? <laughs> you mean there's not a random encounter table to see if I accidentally swallowed a fly? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <You> wait! <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so we made a list of things that grinds our gears. And how do you want to approach this energy? Do you just want to go down your list and then down my list? Or are we just going to go back and forth? We can, we can go back and forth. Well, well we, uh, hold on. Who has the bigger list? Ah, it's the about the same list. size. <laughs> You just write a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I, well, no, a lot A lot of it is just like, here's the thing I hate, and here's the justification for it, so... I don't have justifications, I just bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, you, you can go ahead and start, old man. Alright, so, my, my first pet peeve, the thing that I really don't like about 5e is whenever there's a warlock as an enemy... Whenever, whenever I'm like reading like the enemy stats, it's like, oh, they have the following warlock spell prepared, and I'm just like, Ugh. and the reason why the reason why that is is because it seems like if you look at the Volos guide for uh, the warlock enemies, and you look at some like NPC warlocks, it's just like they have this whole thing of spells, and they can cast three of them. 
and 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 there's really what makes a warlock an interesting character for the player is that like yeah their spells are very limited but they have invocations to make up for that but it's like they didn't include the invocations in the npcs so it's just like oh hey here's my three spell slots yay that are fifth level <laughs> and I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. The 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 Volos guide one still has some interesting stuff. Like I think the there's like the fiend can cast no, not the fiend. There's one. It's like the archfake can cast like misty step at will, and then like the great old one does like psychic damage like every every round to people that are around it. But still, it's just like yeah, it's still it's still very underwhelming compared to like what it could potentially be. Like I think wait, are are you talking like for a warlock? NPC? Yeah, like a warlock like as an enemy? an enemy. It's very like... Oh, okay. Yeah, whenever whenever I see a warlock as an enemy, like, in the adventure, I'm like, alright, let's see how I can juice this up so it's not like it's not like completely like like the the people walk in the room and just shoot him in the head. Like, okay, that wasn't <laughs> a threat at all. Because because I, I feel like a warlock should be like, oh no, it's a warlock. Ooh, spooky. And then it's just like, armor of Agathus! That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think that's gonna be a lot of our complaints for this episode because it relates to like pretty much it's like a big old over blanket for five years yeah. the whole like this is really creepy it's been building up this whole time and like Mwah. and I guess it, it well it's mostly for DMs honestly when they were like um uh we it's more when you uh, what's it called because uh, because they don't the, the players don't see it but as a DM and you're like oh my god they're building up this enemy I can't wait for them to meet it. And then you really analyze their like tables, like table their table stats, and you're like, "Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, man, well, <laughs> this guy's gonna go down in like two well, seconds." Well, that actually that actually leads in. Do, do you mind? Do you mind if I if I use that to segue into another one of my points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that actually leads perfectly into another one of my points, which is where like, oh, the story's like, oh, this evil feared wizard, he's been murdering people, and he has like a CR four stat block or some crap like that. And you're like. <laughs> I mean, I know we went over like the CR one eight commoner thing, where it's like, yeah, anything above a CR one is like a serial killer. But still, it's right. just like, it's just like, whoa, just whoa, malicious like guy, and it's, it's like, okay, one round, one one really good round of dice rolls can nuke him. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And, just like, and, and, and so then you have like the adventures to be like, huh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I know this happened to me not specifically with wizards, but it happened to me way too many times where like, oh man, I'm trying to think because I know I, I, one of the ones that comes to my mind right now is uh, the the Spider King or whatever from oh uh, oh yeah the, Lost Minds of Fendelbert. Oh, what's his name? Like, yeah, like the Black Spider or something like that. I know the Black Spider, I, I know, whatever I know exactly it was. What you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like the whole we were playing. This is the first. Also, it was the first time I DM, but it was like the whole thing. Like, it's been building up for like you know sessions after sessions after sessions and then they get there and Kristen takes it down in like a really good move set in like one go and i'm just like uh that's uh, that's what you're just like you know what double the hp <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was a, it was my first time DAing. i was like i can't do that they're gonna know it's like no they don't know <laughs> anyways but yeah <laughs> there's been some times where i'm like oh you do a lot of damage but not really <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah you do that okay. you do like oh man okay all right so i can can i, I i'm gonna reveal something about the curse of Strahd campaign now 
So yeah. remember when you were first spoilers? Yeah, you remember when you were first fighting Rahadin in the burning church and stuff, and he was all like, yeah. "Ha ha ha! I'm dodging all your blows." You were you guys were actually like three HP away from killing him, but, uh, but I, was, <laughs> I was like, "I can't show my hand. I have to, yeah. I have to make him seem like he's invincible." <laughs> Oh my god! I remember that fight. We were all so freaking stressed out. We're like, how are we not killing this thing? And I, and, and I was like, and they are so fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> You're like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. I'm gonna tell the group. Anyway, because they don't, they don't, they don't listen to our podcast. So I'm gonna have to tell them. So it's fine. <laughs> Heather, you're the only one that does. Maybe, maybe Robert. I don't know. Robert probably dropped out. Come on. <laughs> that way, that way, we don't reveal our secrets. Yeah, he dropped out. I'm like, oh, jeez, another one of these. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, <laughs> we didn't even make it to the coffee arc when we start talking about coffee and tea. <laughs> is this a coffee arc? Is that what I guess so. Yeah, I guess the first. This is our rehab arc. <laughs> it gets better. What's gonna what? wait? Isn't that for like? Isn't that for like the LGBT? Like it gets better. Like isn't it that gets, their slogan? Yes, you can't take <laughs> What's the? What's the? We're just a bunch of losers. Like, what? Can't do what's the AA one? Oh, never mind. That's like that's like submit yourself to a higher power. Fuck that. It's like a prayer or some bullshit yeah. with a coin. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I, I have one for you, okay. and I think this one uh, is is relatable for the adventure that we just finished. And I wrote it in big old caps. Okay. And is. Fetch quest. And, and more specifically, and I have a very specific one here, because when I say fetch quest, the first thing you think about is like MMOs or whatever. It's like, oh, kill this many bears, mm -hmm. bring me the skins type situation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like every campaign we've had so far. Storm King's Thunder. Um, actually, Tomb of Annihilation didn't have one. Yeah, props to that. Um, Waterdeep, Descend into Avernus. They all had in the middle section of the campaign of the big old book. This and I always and because I've always dreaded it's like a bunch of chapters just describing everything that's around and what the characters have to do and it's like all scattered and it's not like and I don't mean scattered like spatial as scattered as in like thought like how do okay how do they need this how are they gonna know that they need to go here are they gonna like relate this with point A and point B type situation mm -hmm. it just leaves it open to the DM. Which is a good and a bad thing. A good thing in the sense that, yeah, you can do whatever you want with it. A bad thing in the sense that, it's a lot more work for me, and I'm a lazy DM. So, like, and if you remember in Avernus, you guys dread it. And that was, like, the big feedback I got at the end. By the way, if you haven't seen or heard our review of the Send Into Avernus, it's on our YouTube channel. We had a roundtable discussion about it. All the players' input came in. All I got to reveal stuff to the players. A lot of fun. Pieces. <laughs> I only cried like three times. Okay, and I edited that out. I only cried for twenty minutes after the video. Okay. <laughs> I edited it out. It's like they're they're going through the conversation and like it it jump cuts and it's me with like running makeup for some reason. <laughs> Your eyes are all puffy. Like wow, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's that big section in the middle uh, and and Trump King Stunder also had, and I remember it was like, it was, it's just a lot of, and, and, and like I always say, maybe for like a more experienced DM, it'll be easier to like convey that information or storytelling wise, like mm -hmm. better. But sometimes it's just like, oh, and even Howard said, it's like, oh, we go from point A to point B to point A, then back to B and then back to C, like back and forth. And it's like, there's no connection in there. It just requires Googling, hey, what do you guys have done? Hey, like it's so big. Like I much rather have the structure, like, hey, either do A and B, I mean, A or B, 
and follow through this, but like a well thought out by Wizards of the Coast. Because I'm already buying a module. I, I bought the module because I don't want to build. Right. You know, a brand new. Um, uh, I don't want to build a, a campaign. That's the whole reason I have a module. So tell me exactly what to do and make it make sense and entertaining for the players. If somebody doesn't like it, they can always upgrade it and, and change it and do whatever they want. I I feel like the the problem with fetch quests is a is a symptom of a bigger problem, and that is the difficulty of making travel interesting. Because there yeah. there's a fine line you have to walk with making travel interesting. To where, yeah, you can just keep rolling on the random encounter table, but after a while, those random encounters start becoming like, oh my god, can we please just get this over with, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and I think I think that the 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 blankness or the vagueness in modules is it leads into another one of my points, but we'll get there. But I think the big problem with that is that this is five e. Like there are there are. The whole idea of this is that it's supposed to introduce newcomers. So you probably should have a bit more structure than normal. Like, don't be yeah. afraid to railroad the DM in that right. in that case. Right, right, right. You right. know, and so so th- that's so that way. That's an that's an excellent point. So enter in trouble. That's a, that's an excellent point. What you just said there. Don't be afraid to railroad the DM. You know, not the players. Yeah. Because the players are never gonna know that they were not supposed to get it or whatever. I like that. I like that thought process. Yeah, throw you know, th- and, and, and throw more stuff for the DM because at, it, it's it's really it's like it's like a refining process. Like throw a bunch of stuff at the DM, and then he gets to pick and choose. Okay, do I want to include this in my game? Do I not want to? Right. Okay, I can throw that out. Whatever, fine. Yeah, you know. But that way, it at least gives them like, oh hey, I can do this. It gives them the idea that I can take this and then take it out of this campaign and plunk it into like their homebrew or put yeah. it into another module altogether. And so that way they know, they now have the idea, hey, this is an acceptable thing I can do in, in 5e. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and I, I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there who's listening to us and it's just like, the, who the hell? I don't want them to, like, dictate how I run my games. Yeah. You know, without Kane And that's it fine. That's, you know, yeah. you, you, it, it, that's when you just ignore it because the players will never right. know that you ignore those rules. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the reason the reason Module 6 is a lot of the times, especially for 5e, like Andrew just said, is that it's a lot of really new DMs and really new groups. And, and an unexperienced DM can take, unexperienced DM can take that middle chunk and make it the most miserable part of the game and have people dropped out. Yeah. Luckily, I have players who like stick along with it because they know that like it's it's leading somewhere, you know. But there's people out there who are just like this is boring. I'm gonna leave. You know, I want to hit things. Or yeah, those type of people. Um, and, and 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 I don't know. It's just it, this this is another one of our of the points that we have written down. It's gonna lead into this too as well. But I I just hate that it's always the middle part of the adventure. I don't know if Rhyme of the Frost Maiden has a part like that. Uh, a part like that. Hopefully not. If it's anything like Tomb of Annihilation. Because Tomb of Annihilation exploration was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't push it as much as I could have because I just want to get people to the cool parts. Um, but it didn't have the middle, like, oh, go here, grab this, talk to this person, go there, you know. And I feel like in Avernus, it was very much that filler arc or the filler episode of, like, I know there's a name for it, I just can't think of it, when, like, the favor episode, you know what I mean? Hey, do me this favor and I'll do you this favor. Yeah. You know? And then, but you have to go talk to this person, and then you go to that other person, and then you also have to do them a favor, and it becomes like it was just so like cliche, and I made, it made it so much more worse. 
I think because on bo on both sides the demon and the devil pathway they they were both like that and I hated it. I'm like, oh my god. I think I, I don't like. This. I think that might have also had to do with like our current play style at the time because up to that point we're all like woo like action movie like blah stuff like that. So yeah. Then, so then he had this part where it was just like, oh, we have to go literally across the part uh, and that and that and that just. It kind of just stalled the action for us for a bit. Yeah. So then, so then that high yeah. velocity, high octane, like, like sort of momentum that we were having, just it just stalled out. So yeah. I mean, and that's and that's not that's not like a fault on you that like that could have been like something. Oh hey, one of the players like this is be a good time for a role playing moment, you know. But we never yeah. we never took that, you know. So that's I mean that's yeah. fine. But yeah, I just. Fetch quests are hard, man. <laughs> yeah, hard to make interesting. Yeah, yeah, because like you, like you said, you know, with the exploration, it sometimes, oh man, sometimes there's so many times you can roll in a, in a random encounter table before it starts feeling like filler episodes yeah. for an anime. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like I know it's the year of the dog. Why do I have to watch another year of the dog episode? <laughs> you know, that's a reference to Naruto. That's why. That's that's where I dropped out on Naruto. Oh, okay. <laughs> You mean you, yeah, when it were, you mean when the, it were first the 18th coming out. filler arc that they had? <laughs> no, it was legit. Like it was just when like the big thing, the big ninja school thing first happened. Mm -hmm. They started having like these really weird episodes, and I started noticing. And that's when I learned that there's such thing as filler episodes. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I stopped and I came back to it. And I kid you not, out of like 900 episodes, I think 500 of them were like filler. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> there were so many fans. And then that's when you learn you don't make an adaptation until the source material is complete. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you yeah, never know when that I writer's know. block is going to hit. And man, did it hit hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, all right. So what else? What, what else you got? So I think, I think that actually leads into what you were, the fetch quest thing leads into another one of my points. And that was, and that's, Sometimes Wizards of the Coast has this weird extreme vagueness in details, and it, mm -hmm. and and they're they're there's like oh my god okay so in an adventure I'm not gonna say which in an adventure there's a part where it's like oh the travel takes four days I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> it just it takes four days okay cool so how do I what do I do <laughs> like do I like <laughs> do I just like oh hey you take four rations away and make sure you sleep four times you get four times the long rests or do i is it just like a slew of random encounters like what what do i help me out here i paid yeah. i paid money for the source material i paid money for a person that says the travel takes four days i, I think i think we could all every dm can relate to it that took 20 riders I've, to come up with this <laughs> Travel takes four days. But I, mean, but I mean, it's just, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's just like reiterating the point. Like, okay, I get it. But like, this is actually my only second campaign I have under my belt. I do not have the confidence yet to like just come up with bullshit. I need, I need you to guide my hips, Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the okay, so and that's 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 also another thing. Like, there is um. There's a danger when it comes to stuff like that because, oh, the travel takes four days. Mm -hmm. Somebody can be like, okay, each one of those days is going to be this very, uh, you know, go to uh, DM's Guild and download a, uh, 
a a level one or whatever the hell um, encounter or whatever. Right. I don't know, like a small adventure. I'm gonna make each one of those a little small adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna develop each one of the each one of the uh, of the characters. Are gonna have like a payoff at the end of each one of those days. Blah 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 blah. You know, you get really invested, and sure. You start, you know, the first day takes three sessions to finish the first day. Second day Jesus. takes four sessions to finish the four day. And then at, you're drawn to danger that at the end of it, the players are going to be like, wait, this had nothing to do with the main story. Yeah. And when you're playing something specific like Rime of the Frost Maiden or like Descending to Avernus, people are, the whole time they're going to be looking for like the clues, the things, mm-hmm. what is causing this, what is causing that. And then you're like, okay, and let's say you're also very successful, right? You're like, yeah, those four days were packed. It took us half a year to get through it. Awesome. You get to your destination. (laughs) Because let's be honest, if you're like adults like we are and we have jobs and whatever, we play once a week. And that's a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not in high school and live in the whole in the same, you know, area that we can just play every night. Um, So half a year you get there, you get to the, the city. You talk to the one NPC and then you have to go somewhere yeah. else. And it oh, takes eight hey, days to yeah, get there. Sorry, no, hold on. Um, that package didn't get here yet. Can you actually go back to the place you came from <laughs> and pick it up yeah. for me and then bring it back? Yeah. And you're just like, fuck me. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, you end up in the same place that you started at. And now with even less content, because let's say that you actually managed to have a payoff for each one of those characters and you're just like, oh shit. Or, what, or, or, or even worse, it's like, you're like two hours into your session and you, as a human being, you do not have the book memorized and you're like, okay, let right. me, let me, but you don't No, <laughs> and, and it's just like, okay, I'm going to call a small bathroom break to read up on this next session mm-hmm. and you read and then it's, and then it's the travel takes four days and you're like, oh <laughs> my God. And, and, so, and so you're like, you're like two hours into like a three hour session. You're like, Hey guys, um, we're going to have to call it here. <laughs> It's just like it, I mean, it's just, uh, it, you know. And I have to. And, oh, go ahead. And, and then, and then, and then that, that's when you have the choice of okay, do I just make up some BS right now, like yeah. on the fly, or do I just okay, it's four days, whatever. Just uh, yeah. not take off four your rations and whatnot. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, yeah. and, and I want, I want to, I want to reemphasize something though. There's obviously solutions to all of these things. This is our. Bitching episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is not about. Yeah, 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 yeah. How to fix this? Thing. No, 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 no. This is just this is just stuff that's like that's like we'll send screenshots to each other. We look at the caption like really. <laughs> like, under- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, um, it's. Uh, this is gonna lead to another thing too. I'm just I gonna feel, go. I with feel like a lot of these points are gonna lead into one. Another. Yeah, hold on, because because we just talked about like a half a year doing four days travel, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. This is gonna be to another thing that I've always. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I've started playing with Five E, but I feel like in other uh, editions they were smaller adventures. They were like twenty pages adventures, official, you know, TSR or Wizards of the Coast adventures right. that you can buy and run. Which is how they came up. They they came up with like uh, Tales of the Yarning Portal, Salt Marsh, I think. But like you know, Tomb of Annihilate, Tomb of Horrors was there. Yeah, I want uh, the Bleeding Sea, the Dell. I want to say Salt Marsh was actually released via their magazine. I could be wrong though. Well, but but you know what I mean. Like this, right, they took right, these yeah, small yeah, twenty-page yeah. adventures, you know, and put them all in one book. This is another one of my pet peeves. Like, why does every book they release has to be three hundred plus pages and cost fifty dollars? You know, when like the adventure is, 
Well, I think the no, 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 no. It's it's not necessarily about that. It's like it's always big campaigns. Here's a book. It's gonna take you two years to finish if your if your group is dedicated. You know, oh man. (laughs) Well, and think about it. This is another thing that I thought about while I was thinking about this point. Think about somebody like Heather, for example, our other DM. She wants to run a short adventure. This, there's no official, I, and we told her, it's like, you can go to the guild, uh, DM guild and buy, like, official unofficial material that's really good. But she wanted to run Salt March. With Salt March, for my understanding, is a set of smaller adventures. Yeah, it's loosely connected but for to some, a set of smaller adventures. Right, right. But for somebody who's a DM who wants to run just, like, really short adventures, wouldn't it be cool if, like, there was official Wizards of the Coast short adventures? Like, you can buy for, like, 20 bucks? Yeah. You know, and it, and it brings, like, oh, it's... it's it's just one dungeon, or it's a, or it's like a small town adventure, and you can plop those into like uh, your campaign if you want to, or at the end of it, between between big campaigns or something along those lines. I think there is actually it's, something uh, like that, but I understand I understand where you're coming from. Where it's just like I don't want all of the of uh, what's the tale of the Oni portal. I just want White Plume yeah. Mountain. You know, like right. I, I just want this. I don't want anything else. Hi, Kristen. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was my sister. Oh, it was? Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. Kristen. <laughs> Andrew just called you Kristen. <laughs> Everybody tells us that they look alike. <laughs> but no, but like, but like, you get one. Like, I I completely understand, and and I think I think the biggest culprit of this is probably. Uh, we're, we're going. We're going back to that old horse that we beat from time and time again, Dragon Heist, where it was yeah. like all this stuff about Waterdeep, and here's the and here's the adventure here at the very end. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, it was awesome. I, that whole part about Waterdeep was amazing. Mm-hmm. But yes, the adventure was like twenty pages. And I, 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 I feel like I feel like the big reason for that is because a lot of this, a lot of these adventures, um, well, a lot of the adventures we've been running specifically take place in a different setting that's not in the forgotten realms mainly except for Waterdeep, obviously so a lot of this is like okay hey let's catch up speed on what's going on right. like avernus is its own thing icewind right. dale is its own thing barovia is its own thing chult is its yeah. own different thing so we're like okay we're gonna catch up speed and now here's the adventure so so, yeah. so you kind of have like this weird like oreo effect where it's like setting source material setting you know and yeah. and so it's almost like it's almost like they should release a Waterdeep book, or or and or just a, or just like a settings guide in general. Just be like, hey, that's true. We don't have that, do we? Yeah, no, no. We we <laughs> adventure sword quest adventures guide. Everybody, <laughs> raise your hand, all two of you. That have it. <laughs> there's dozens of us, dozens. <laughs> but no, seriously, they there is no book on just settings. Yeah. Like 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 the settings books are the adventures. But like, okay, what if I don't want I mean, probably the closest example that we have of that now is uh, Van Richten's, but yeah, but even then, like we don't have anything about the elemental planes. We don't have anything about the rest of the Forgotten Realms. We don't have anything about like any of like celestial planes. Like God help yeah. you if like your adventure says, oh, they go to Mount Celestia. Well, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? Extreme vagueness and details. Well- <laughs> 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 and I think, and and if you notice, like a lot of those when you go online to look for information is other people talking about old editions mm-hmm. and they point out books and like, Oh, look for this book. And then you look for the book. It's like $150 and you're like, what? No, I don't want that. Yeah. And then do you use the Wikipedia? Like, do you use those articles? 
What if your player is like you give them some information, but they have another knowledge? Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like centralize it with five E. There's so much. People are always like, "Ooh, what is six uh, E gonna come out?" It's like, what? No, we're not no, even we're like not even done with five E. Five E is still half baked. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like there needs to be a five point five, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's not let's not call it five point five. I don't I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, no, because like because because then that just means hey, we can use the mechanics from five E, but we just here's the patch notes. <laughs> so, okay, fine. But like, but what's it? The um. What's that? What's what's that new adventure coming up? Like Beyond the Witchlights or something like that? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Witchlights one. Like like <laughs> that one. Like like when you said, "Oh, it takes place in the Feywild." I'm like, "Well, there's our guide for the Feywild now." And that and and I I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's probably going to be a good third of it. It's going to be like, "Oh, hey, here's all the wacky shit that happens in the Feywild," and then and then the rest is going to be the actual adventure because that's yeah. that's kind of yeah, yeah. it's kind of what it's been like. It's been like this weird like half and half. Like, oh, here's the yeah. guide, here's the adventure, here's the guide. I'm like, no, yeah. I just want, what if I want to make my own thing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and that's like, it's like, oh, I have an idea for an adventure in the elemental plane of fire. I don't know jack shit about it, except there's a, there's a place called the City of Brass. Well. <laughs> yep. Here's the other thing, too. And then you have to do, like, really deep research for that, too. And you're like, oh, but is this official? Does it translate well to, like, what if, like, another adventures come out, come around that actually deal with it? My only, and your players are like, wait, but last time. My only, did, did my, my only fear of if it's official is if someone's like, um, excuse me, that wasn't actually yeah. officially pro- <laughs> Fuck you, all right? First of all, get out of my table. It's, <laughs> it's official in my world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, this leads to another one, too. Like like you said earlier, we don't have a Forgotten Realms book. No. But you know what we have? Streakhaven or Guilds of Ravnica or whatever the hell the other uh, Magic the Gathering uh, one is. Th- Theros. Theros. Hey. Cool stuff. I have the books, you know. Cool stuff. I get it. Awesome. Great. But give us Dragonlands. Give us freaking Forgotten Realms, or uh, give us you know the Black Sun or whatever is the other one. Spelljammer. Dark Sun. There was a there was a comment. There was a post that uh, Wizards of the Coast put on there. It's like, are you excited for which school are you gonna end up in in Trix Haven? And like I come in just like give us Spelljammers, you coward. Oh no! It was for the. It was for. Why is Wizards of the Coast doing a nerds crossover thing? Like the candy nerds. What is that? People were so baffled by it. They were like commenting, like, like give us Dragonlance. Like it's just, it's it's so it's so bizarre to me because it's like, as far as I know, we haven't had this like weird crossover in any of the editions where it's like, oh hey. Let's cross over this tabletop RPG with a card yeah. game and see yeah. what happens. It would be yeah. like it would be like, oh, let's introduce Yu-Gi-Oh into Pokemon. Like, wait, <laughs> hold on, stop. <laughs> Listen, I, I understand what they're doing. I really do understand it. It's all about that cash flow. But like, people who play Dungeons and Dragons are probably already playing. Magic the Gathering. There's no, like, you need to cross them over or the other way around. You know what I mean? I feel like... It's not like you're bringing... Like, the, the, the Dungeons & Dragons movie that's coming out makes more sense because you're gonna you're gonna bring together an even bigger audience. If Jeremy into- Irons is not in that movie, I'm out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want I want Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks 
to be in that movie. Oh my just so god! He can, just so he can redeem himself from uh from from dark dungeons. I want, I want Tom. <laughs> what am I doing here? Wait, wait, you mean monsters and mazes? <laughs> oh, monsters. Yeah. I was thinking of the other. Yeah, movie. I <laughs> want Tom Hanks to role play as Jeremy Irons in that movie. No, they need to get Daniel Day Lewis. They need to get Daniel Day Lewis and play and play as play as everything. Play as a character who dies. So then he yeah. has to role play another character. He, it would be the perfect thing. Because you, he would do it. He would pull it off. Anybody? Somebody? Somebody commented on it. It's like anybody who play anybody who plays a character in the Dungeons and Dragons movie and dies has to come back as another character, but like very obviously it's the same actor. Yeah. There's no like makeup. It needs, or it needs to be like. Like, it needs to be like Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman and all these other people. Like, yes. holy crap, he was this guy? Like, all these actors that's yeah. like, oh my oh, god, like, I never like, realized like, this was the same dude. Bro, like, like, uh, do you, you watch, um, um, oh, not Cloud, Cloud, uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah. No, I haven't. You know I, how, like, I, I, all, I haven't seen it, but I, I, I know what it is where it's like, it's like a couple, like. Different timelines yeah. and they all play different characters. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And then at the end of it, have like the, this actor played this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. Like with their and pictures and like, holy like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh yeah. Things we don't like. So settings. I, I think I think this is gonna. This is probably gonna be very. Um. What's the word? Very. Bu- I'm looking forward to the nerd settings. Okay. <laughs> the nerd. Like oh nerd. yeah. Like oh my god! I completely forgot about that. Like okay, haha. We get it, nerds. Uh, D and yeah. Okay, it's it's getting a bit cringy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the problem. But I'm like, what are you doing over but there? But it's like, I mean, I I drew the line when we had Goodberry flavored Captain Crunch. <laughs> so, and that was an actual thing. I wait, yeah. was it Captain Crunch? It was the Captain Crunch or Pop Tarts? No, it was Captain Crunch. Well, no, I, was, no, no, it was Captain Crunch. I, I thought it was Pop Tarts. Whatever, I'll look it up. There was a Berry's Captain Crunch, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. There was a Goodberry flavored something. I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> But but I th- this might this might seem really biased because neither of us are Magic the Gathering players, mm. um, but I feel like the Venn diagram that Wizards of the Coast thinks there is between Magic the Gathering and D and D is not as wide as they think it is, because yeah. every time, almost every time, I I see an announcement for a Magic the Gathering based thing. And D and D, it's either met with indifference or just people going, "Okay, why?" <laughs> like, like, or and there's a small percentage of the people be, saying, "Like, bring Spelljammer back," and that's that's me. I'm part of that one percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's us just yelling. Yeah, ah! yeah. And it, there, there, I mean, there's they they, I, they, I, they got us Eberron. Like, why is it so hard to I, bring in the I other just, stuff? I've I've never seen people being like, "Oh, thank God we got Strixhaven." Jeez, I've been waiting forever for that. No, there's always people like, "When are they gonna bring back Dragonlance?" Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, people are dying for Dragon. I mean, I understand. I and I get it because yeah. it's like it's like what they want. It's so difficult to like transfer these these old settings into a new edition. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just so much easier if they would just do it, but they need to get off their asses and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they have it there. It's all there. It's like remaking movies. Yeah. You just fucking change the numbers and make a pretty art. It took twenty to- writers to write. It takes four <laughs> days of travel. <laughs> <laughs> Four days of travel. I just like your face. You were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no. I was legitimately baffled. Like, "Oh, okay, we're just all right." Especially, wait, is this for this adventure you're running? No. For? 
<laughs> Hold on, because that changes everything. Because, like, the whole point of Rhyme Maiden, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden is that there's a whole travel thing. Make it... Okay, I want to rewind a little bit because I wanted to talk about something. I know we, we're not talking about, like, how to fix it or whatever. But, like, this even affected Robert, or, or other DM okay. <laughs> friend. When we were doing a Prince of the Apocalypse... Out of the Abyss, sorry, not Prince of the Apocalypse. Out of the Abyss... The first time we had to travel, he did it as the book said, mm-hmm. and it was like I, I'm telling you, it was like three checks every day, and one check like did another thing, like it it brought the game down to a crawl, crazy, like super slow. Luckily for us, uh, he did the whole thing. How do I make travel interesting in Out of the Abyss? And sure enough, he streamlined it into a bit more of like a little bit of um, uh, storytelling mixed with whatever the result of the dice is, and Instead of three dice per day, it's one dice per day. And based on... Because it was... Th- oh, that's what it was. It was based on each one of the players. And each one of the players had to do three dice. Three three dice rolls. Each day. It was like some weird... Ins- we were doing like rolls for like one day. And like, it was just like roll and roll and not roll. Can you imagine if like all those rolls started failing and each one of those failures was like a, a thing that happened? Yes. <laughs> but it's like... Traveling like, through a cave will take like freaking... Two years. Anyway, the point is that Robert streamlined it, and it was, like, so much more enjoyable after that. Anyway, so that's the thing about um, travel. That it's But but, but for Frost Maiden, which is all about, like, survival and being out there and stuff, travel takes four days seems a little bit of, like, an like, <laughs> understatement. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just, like, okay, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. When you guys were, like, leaving the, the first city, Bryn Shander, I was like... All right, Andrew. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I was like, you got this. Like, just, let's, let's get some improv going. It's, <laughs> so, it's time. Yeah. So, and I was like, all right, all right. I can do this. I can do this. I really had like built my confidence up. <laughs> hey, bro. I, I know. I know. We just, we realized that we've been like six sessions in and we haven't even leveled up once. But we're loving it. Like, I don't know what it is. Okay. It's been a good pace. So okay. All right, good. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to reveal my secrets. <laughs> it's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you guys want to find some gnolls? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a cave originally, nothing. <laughs> All of a sudden, gnolls. <laughs> Just brimming with gnolls. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, here's the here's another one that you we talked about plenty of times. Are you ready? Okay. Rulings, not rules. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. There's been so many times that like I'm not saying the game crawls to a to a, to a standstill or anything, but it makes it a bit uncomfortable when like the the rule is not clear enough and you as a DM has to make a call that is not favorable favorable for the what is. My dog. I don't know what the hell my dog says. It's not favorable to the um to the player, and but the player can you can tell that they want to argue, but you don't. They don't because they respect you as a DM. It's because it's so vague, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's like it's. And I understand. No, no, keep going. Sorry. Uh, I, I understand what I did it again because you know five oh, E more streamlined, make a call, whatever. But sometimes we need that that the hard set rules to guide the DM again. Railroad the DM. Don't railroad the the, the players. So the DM then knows that this is exactly how it's supposed to happen, but it doesn't make sense for my game. So I'm gonna change this one step and just bring this one down. You know, it can be like make it very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not meticulous, meticulous, like very detailed yeah. about the rules. Yeah, meticulous. And then you just change that. Yeah, and then you change 
small things to make it more favorable or for your game or whatever. But don't make it like four days of travel. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, travel takes four don't days. give me the. the <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate like the streamline on like the the difficulty stuff, uh, difficulty um, checks and all that awesome stuff. But sometimes some of the rules need like very clear, the uh, very very clear details. And I think now that I think about it, they probably did it so like other rules can flow better with it yeah, as books I, come out. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it, it's like, damn, it's like, okay, what's it for, for navigating a, a terrain that you're not um, aware of or like not familiar with. It's like, okay, make me a survival check. And it's like, it's a binary, you fail or you don't. And so it's like, okay, so what if they, what if they succeed? You just, okay, you, you found the town, you travel for eight hours and you found the town. And you're just like, all right. And, and like a very minor example was that moment when like um when when Beery was in the cave and she's like hey can I throw my trap and I'm like oh crap okay hold on now I have to look up to see if it's something that can be thrown or something right. and so I kind of had to make up something on the fly because it says in the rule book it has to be set into the ground and I say that in the right. session like it has to be set into the ground so I just make a rule up on the fly and the opposite end of the spectrum is Starfinder I'm not even kidding when I say like there, <laughs> yeah. when I say there are rules for how to deal with radiation poisoning from being exposed outside, and it's like I want to play Starfighter and it, so and, bad. And it's like it's like there are rules for how to deal with like airlock exposure. There are rules for like dealing with like random sicknesses that you gather from uh, alien planets, and again that feeds into the whole railroad the DM. Give me. Give me so many rules that I'm like, whoa, yeah. because that shows me what I can do. And then I'll be like, okay, right. Then, okay, you yep. know what? I could take this out. And the players will never yep. know. You know? I want I I told I told <laughs> I told Jose kind of jokingly, like, I'm going to slowly homebrew 5e back into 3.5. <laughs> because I want <laughs> I love I love the strictness of the rules because it showed me what you were capable of doing. In terms yeah. of how to make your players' lives miserable, yeah, uh. and, and that's a, and, <laughs> well, I don't think of that as that. Well, that's, that's that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a, that's like a thing too. When you said that the first time to me, I was like, oh wow, that makes sense. You're right because for like new DMs, new players that come in, okay, it's great that you, it says you can do anything, mm -hmm. but sometimes that many options freeze you because you don't know what you can do. Right. And I had a player like that once who was like. I told her you can do anything. Just tell me. She couldn't comprehend that. She wanted, she wanted the board piece. She wanted the little like player card that tells you actions yeah. that you can do, you know. And I and at that moment I realized like yes, okay, that makes total sense. More, tell me all the rules, of all the things that I can do, so I know what I can do. Right. Because if you and now that now that we have the 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 the, the philosophy of you can do anything, you know. Having these big rules just build up upon that instead of replacing, yeah. in my opinion. More more rules you just know? means more possibilities because if yeah. for for a brand new player, they're 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 just gonna think, okay, I can just move and attack. That's it because right. that's the most basic things. But they don't know, hey, yeah. I can use an item or I can use the help action or I can dodge yep. or you know which which is something we haven't even touched on our on any of our games recently. Which is like, can I pick up this stool and throw it at the guy? You know, yeah. or well, that that, can, that, can that this... that'll be improvised action. But it's like, okay, hey, 
this guy is concentrating on a spell. Can I use my help action to be like, okay, you need to focus, like rub his shoulders right. so he can like concentrate <laughs> further, or, you know, or something like that. Like, you, like, you, like, there are so many actions that kind of fall by the wayside because the two main ones, like, it, it, it's like it's like this weird pie graph where it's like move mm-hmm. and attack, and then you know, all the other ones are just like taking up like the three percent because nobody, yeah, it it just like, you know, like yeah. no one really uses them, you know, yeah, and honestly, I think. Maybe with all the rules, then people wouldn't won't read it. <laughs> but I mean, but that's but that's kind of yeah. But I, I know I, it's a double edged sword. But but if you if the DM like us, for example, if we knew like very like uh, like an expanded set of rules, you know, like like okay, so you with Ryan for the first maiden, for example, with your own personal rules that you've made for travel, you let us know that from the get go. What happened? We instantly started thinking with those rules uh, uh, in the forefront of, of our minds. Yeah. So every little thing that we didn't even touch before, we're like, oh, sh- oh crap, my backpack can't hold this. You know well, what I mean? I mean? Like, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was like coming up with those rules. I'm just like, no, we are going to incorporate these rules right. now because right, 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 right. because ever since yeah. then we've just been like, eh, we don't need to worry about capacity. Mm-hmm. I can carry three chests of gold on my back. <laughs> and, yeah. And now and now people are like, oh no, this rations weigh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> can I have like can I have like a light ration? Do I need and then and then, and, and then that leads to interesting stuff like oh I don't need dark vision I I mean I don't need torches I have dark vision and so you just throw the torches away throw the torches yeah, yeah. so and and then and that leads to a moment where where guards like oh I can't hold twenty rations because that's that's fifty pounds I'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh oh but I'm but I'm just saying like more more rules provide more structure which provides more possibilities and then that's yeah. that's up to the DM hey do I want to incorporate these rules well I don't think yeah. it's gonna work for this campaign okay then I won't right. do that or hey this rule seems really great I'm gonna yeah why not like the 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 one thing that really baffles me, especially with Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, is that it's like, oh, you have cold weather clothing? Okay, you don't worry about cold weather. And I'm like, okay, well, what happens if, like, they lose their hat or their jacket or something? Like, oh, no, they, they still got gloves. It's still technically cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a video game? Yeah, and, it's just, yeah, and, I, and, and that's what I wanted. I'm, it's like uh, it's like Breath of the Wild. You just put your pants on, but you have, like, no shirt. Yeah. And, and no hat, but your pants is it's enough to keep, uh, to keep warm when you're in the mountain. So yeah, so insummation, more rules, more possibilities, yes. more structure, and yes. leave it up to the DM if they want to include that or not. Yes. So yes, uh, here's here's another one of mine, and, and you know, you you kind of sort of, but not really, agree with me with this one, mm-hmm. but I won high level adventures. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be its own <laughs> episode to discussing high level adventures. Um, Listen. The new adventure that I was hoping was going to be, like, you know, epic v- hand of Vecna turned out to be a freaking stupid-ass carnival. I'm not really excited <laughs> stupid, for that. But stupid-ass it, carnival that I'm going to really enjoy running. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to complain the whole time. But the thing is, that it ends at level 8, and I'm just like... Oh, it ends what? at level... That's actually a lot higher than I thought. I thought it was going to end at, like, level 5 or something like no, that. No, 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 level 8. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... Like, I'm not even... And this this thought occurred to me when I was talking about like the short adventure twenty page thing. How about high level adventures in like a 12, uh, 20 page format where you can plop at the end of any of your campaigns, hmm. which that deals with uh, oh you just finished descending to Avernus and your characters are like whatever you know super majestical thing. It can majestical? start having like more <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Did, did you um, also? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but it starts dealing with like high level play you know it, it incorporates things that like okay your character's out what are they going to be doing now and then you can start implementing the things with like your castle your people who's following you you know your renown and then it's like oh mind flares are taking over this specific city go save it you know type situation and then i don't know but it could be like a 20 page short adventure that takes your players from level 12 where you end up your campaign at to let's say i don't even want level 20 just let's say 17 just anything past 13 that's that's yeah anything past 13 (laughs) i mean just just like they can taste the super powerful stuff and it's your story page and that's it it can be played between big campaigns i feel like i feel like they should just have like the like like the just get it out of the way sort of like let's just have a fucking adventure that you start at 15th level you know you you guys all you guys do is piss and moan all right so (laughs) here you go 15th level and you have to fight literally all the gods all of them i mean every single one of them (laughs) (laughs) it's just a big arena arena game yeah and just just all the gods just beat the crap out of it no i mean i get it and but i feel hmm I feel like this is a bit more of a nuanced discussion than just what does it to be like, okay. But I mean, I, <laughs> I think, I think the best way to solve this would be have, have an adventure that probably starts off somewhat lower level, like three to five. five. Yeah. Like, I say five. Yeah, some, yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, let's be honest. Most adventures, like the actual bulk of the adventure starts after the starter quest. Yeah, it, it, what is a starter quest? Up to level five. Yeah. Well, I mean, some starter quests are one to three, but yeah, no, I, I get where you, That's true, yeah. I get where you're saying where it's just like, okay, here's <laughs> now I know what the starter quest for run with the frost maiden ends at. <laughs> no, no, actually I, I, I was actually referring to curse of Strahd where it's like death houses oh, okay. one to three. I actually have no idea where <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't read back. This I, you know what? I, anything past page sixteen? <laughs> it's all news to me. Travel takes four days. <laughs> I like to imagine that you flip the page and it's like a blank page that says "travel takes four days." <laughs> That's it. It's just the travel takes four days. Travel takes four days. But no. It, but so 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 then you have an adventure that starts off relatively low, like three to five or something like that. But then it it. And no, no extra BS about the setting. No, like, oh, so the city of... No, no one gives a crap about right. the ins and outs of the city because right. we already know this because you have an established yeah. setting already. Yeah, Put it exactly. in Waterdeep or something. <laughs> anyway. Bring a spell jammer, you cowards. <laughs> Bring a spell jammer. Anyways, no. So so you have it already in an established setting, so there's no extra uh, fluff. And just have it be mm-hmm. from 5 to 20. Boom. And just have, like, this epic, like, overarching, right. like, like oh, we have to stop the coalition of dragons from destroying Waterdeep because they're pissed off that dragons doesn't like, or Waterdeep doesn't like dragons. And they're like, hey, man, I thought we were past this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, just, just have something where it's, like, this huge epic adventure and it's just an adventure there's no yeah no worrying about settings no worrying about yeah. what the currency is in this place or any of that you right. know just pure 100 percent. yeah just put just put reference reference water deep if you have it yeah exactly just be like, oh this, this information can be found in blah 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 you know wouldn't that be a cool thing yeah and they don't have that I just have like it, like rule references just it just have a 300 page pure adventure like start to finish pure adventure right. no pure adventure, extra yeah. bs yeah, yeah. And then, no no but yeah, I, I actually i totally get what you're saying where it's be like oh hey if you want to you can interject uh this enemy from volo's guide in here instead you know like something like that no no no. i'm talking like you know how, like when you sometimes are in the adventure and they're like 
they spend this whole thing like explain this whatever in a great box that you're probably not probably, yeah. probably not gonna use. Maybe just mention and have like you know uh, page two fifteen of DMG. Yeah, DMG exactly. So you so you can just like really quickly go to it and see the rules specifically. So that. that way I'm not sitting here constantly putting bookmarks on the DMG. <laughs> well, for these- I mean I think that'd be helpful, but you know you know what I mean like yeah. You can reference to it really quickly. Yeah, just be like, oh, okay, the the travel pace is going to be blah, 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 as per page, yada, yada, in the DMG, or something yeah. like that. Or, yeah. hey, you know, make sure when they're buying equipment, they yada, yada, in the PHB, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Is that going to be too difficult? Is that really going to be too, that too, too, <laughs> too damn difficult to do that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Put reference pages, numbers, please. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, they, they act like, they act like the campaign book is the only book you have. Where all yeah. the stat well, blocks, uh, I mean, you know what I mean, but it's still like... Yeah, no, no, I, I can understand, I, again, we're just bitching here, but like, I can understand why they do it. But also, at this point, they should probably know that most people have Volos, most people have Senathars, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not just the player's handbook and DMG. Yeah. And in fact, I, I think I don't think a lot of people use the DMG enough. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, like, a, lot, a lot of people kind of ignore the DMG in 5e, and it's like, every time I look, I'm like... Oh, huh, there is a role for that there, <laughs> but no, but none of the none of like the adventures reference to DMG. <laughs> like if they yeah. if if they did that, it's like hey, you can find this information, blah blah blah. Like like yeah. oh, we have the craft something. Oh, oh well, I can just go to page three hundred something or other in the DMG. You know, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> also, let's talk about like how the core books, like you said, need an update. Like. Monster Manual. We, we've talked about this briefly before, but we even experienced it while we were doing our Giants episode. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff missing. And, and, and I don't know if I'm like a weird guy for not wanting to use like the Bestiary 5e Part 2 that apparently is an amazing book. I just I just haven't bought it. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the third... Um, the, the, these books that people... Uh, Make what am I? What is the around? The third party books. Oh, oh, oh! Like the fan made books, kind of. Yeah, the fan made, but no, but like it, it's a legit book. It's like nice and big, and it has like a bunch of monsters. Right, but it's unofficial. It, but it's unofficial, yeah. and like, when are we gonna get Monster Manual Part Two? Yeah. Or and while you're at it, or a Monster Manual version we, two. Yeah. Or or, or or while you're at it, fix the damn giants. God damn it. <laughs> But like, Amazing lore, really, 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 I like to imagine that they were like working really hard on the dragons, like they're like putting all this effort into it, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we have to release this tomorrow morning." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets movement speed thirty. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's just like it's just there. There are there are a ton of times where I've I've looked at a stat block for an adventure and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta spruce this up somehow. I just yeah. interject yeah. my own thing and like. It's like some of the worst ones are like some of the undead creatures, like the zombie. Ugh. Yeah. The it's just, yeah. it's like a bunch of hit points, low armor class, and it does one attack, and it's just like this is boring. This, there's a lot of monsters that do that, and I realized that you know just I don't, not even by looking at the at the, at the monster menu, just by running all these adventures that, like you said, a zombie. Does okay, and I don't know if my memory is like betraying me right now, but a zombie doesn't even have. 
like a, a bite turning turning you into a zombie type nope. thing, right? It just it, it it has a slam attack. That is it. It doesn't even bite yeah. you. Well, like what? Like the one thing a zombie remember, does, <laughs> it can't do that. I remember. I remember there was one time I can't remember what it, what adventure it was that you guys came across a bunch of skeletons and you're like, oh skeletons, and you just started making fun of it because you're like, oh they probably sound, they probably sound like a xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like they're not threatening, like they're supposed to be scary, but they start looking like those like old well, school games I mean, that is like skele- it's a PNG of the skeleton. It's like, oh, well, I mean skeletons are never scary. I'm sorry, <laughs> but but I mean it, but it's but it's like it's like they were so afraid to give their monsters teeth. It's like it's yeah. it's to the point that's like these are boring. They are, and some yeah. some of them are straight up boring. Like I will yeah. never. Yeah. Never ever use zombies again <laughs> because I realized it's like it's like okay if this says zombies I'm using ghouls I'm sorry yeah <laughs> because I use zombies yeah I use zombies for one session of, of like a separate adventure and it was just like uh... <laughs> I just feel I just feel like like you said like it's just they it's a good thing that they try to like accommodate everyone which is great because they 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 accomplished that they did they brought a lot a lot of people into the hobby. They, they brought a lot of people together that have been playing for, what, five, six years now? Mm-hmm. Um, we got that. Give us the, you know, the the mutated monster manual, like, with all the crazy bulky yeah. stuff. And then, like, when your DM says, hey, we're going to be used to, we're gonna be using uh, monster manual uh, version 2, people are going to be like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. You know? And, like, perhaps make it easy in the sense that, like, Oh, you're gonna run an old adventure like Storm King's Thunder. You can replace any of those monsters, like the giants from Storm King's Thunder, replace them with the giant stats from from the Monster Manual version two. Which, if they, you know? which if, if they followed our suggestions on dynamic combat, would make things a lot more threatening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because suddenly yeah. that club hit's gonna send you sailing. <laughs> 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 but like, but like, what's it? I. I what one of th- I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. I'm sorry. But Damn. if if you go to Starfinder, <laughs> if if you go to the to their or Pathfinder too. Oh I mean. or, no no no. Well, I actually I, I'm not I'm not I'm not familiar with Pathfinder. But Pathfinder is a beefier version of 3.5. Oh no no no. I know, but I'm not. I haven't read it, so I'm not familiar with the exact oh, okay. thing I'm going yeah, I'm going to talk about. Being... But if you go into like the Alien Archives of which is their monster manual, if you go into the Alien Archives of uh, um, Starfinder. Starfinder they have this is what the enemy is like here's the stat blocks languages and stuff like that but then it also throws in strategies like this is what this enemy yes. this is what this enemy would do under certain things and it's like and it's like the the version of space goblins is like oh they like to keep their distance and fire away but like once their numbers start to deplete they'll probably you know run yeah away. run away and stuff like that and it's not and it's not like a big thing it's just like a one sentence like deal so that way it's like okay i know like it's in the yeah. stat block. I know this now, and yes, the monster manual does say like what their personalities and stuff would be like. Oh, like oh, the the green dragon likes to whisper secrets and be devious and stuff like that. Mm. But it doesn't say that in the stat block. And when you and when the rubber meets the road, and you're like, okay, I need to throw this green dragon in here real quick. It's not gonna say like oh they're devious yeah. and cunning like in the stat block. Yeah. It's just gonna be like oh uh, uh poison breath. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and 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 I'm just. Just a little bit of ec- that little bit of extra thing would have would have been really nice to just like like yep. you know how just a little bit more no no I, I, a little I, bit more direction I guess right well it's it's uh, there is flavor text which a lot of those monsters have but there's not a lot of tactical uh, text yeah 
and I feel like a lot of the monsters that we have need tech, which to be fair, we do get in the adventures themselves. Like sometimes they put like, oh, you know, there's this many monsters. If the if the captains go down, they run away, or if their numbers, win. but that is fine and dandy. But we need that in the stat blocks for everything, not just for that one specific encounter at the fetch quest in the middle of the book. No, we we just if it, if they standardize it like you said, two sentences. Mm-hmm. Two sentences. It was like, oh, you know, when there's more than these many, they attack from range and then trying to flank, or you know, like, oh, they try to they try to uh, use this attack first and then they, you know, they telepathically talk to their whatever and and try to flank. Yeah. Apparently, I like to flank, you know, like, but but just tactical text that is not flavor. It's just what they would. Yeah, do. just just that will help us tremendously because I fall into the trap sometimes that I run goblins. I'm sorry, I run. Uh, Pop goblins like goblins, mm-hmm. you know, and, which and, is a huge difference. And there. they, and yeah, very much, very much a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And that's a small example, but I've done it for other monsters too that are very similar. And I'm like, that's great. Players don't realize it. Players don't even care. They're just killing things. It's awesome. It's fun. But it will add so much more variety and um, fun to the game if there was like that little bit of tactical text under each one of the stack and it, books, and, in my opinion. And it, it, it can honestly, if you want to go like even further, like granular, it could be something that's like, oh, hey, here's a list of monster behaviors to reference and mm-hmm. and then have be like cowardly. Like, you know, like, oh, once, right. once the battle goes against them, they're going to run away. And then that would be like devious and like, you yeah. know, some arrogant and stuff like that. And just, and just have it be like, okay, red dragon and be like behavior, arrogant, you know? So that way, Boom! You know exactly how to run this this, yeah. this monster. Yeah. You know, just uh, quick references won't hurt anybody, <laughs> and th- yeah. and that way I feel like Five E is a bit too streamlined, where it's like yeah. here is just the stat blocks and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that kind of that kind of leads into like another. Speaking of stat blocks, that kind of leads into another one of my argument points, and we're probably gonna have to start cutting this short because we're already like an hour and a half. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah. but I and this is. This might just be just me because I I brought it up with you and you're kind of lukewarm to the idea, but I, I I I always it always kind of grinds my gears when they introduce a character that has this big mean stat block, but oh we have to be nice to the players because we can't kill them immediately off the bat, <laughs> and it's like and it's like yours yours was was like Harshnack the Frost Giant. Giant, and I'm like, yeah. no, frost giants are evil. <laughs> why why was this a fight to the death? And my and my personal one was the um, the lich that you guys met in Curse of Straw, where it's like the lich isn't gonna kill anybody because haha, we can't we can't have the CR18 wiping out this party of ninth level. And I'm like, why not? It's a lich. I was like, it should be like the moment they see a lich, just blah, like just death ray shooting out of its hand. <laughs> It's just like, like, why can't you have like some sort of other contrivance where like the lich is like trapped in crystal? Like, oh no! Like, I oh, can right. show you around, but I can't do anything. Like, why? <laughs> like, why, why is it up to me <laughs> to to like make this guy not threatening? And I probably should have because then I probably should have killed that bear. Be like, okay, <laughs> just finger of death. <laughs> just, all right, anybody else? Anybody else want to? <laughs> they drag back some year out. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else want to? Yank this chain, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see, but then we wouldn't have that moment, Andrew. Yeah, just power work kill. Just on Vesmers die. <laughs> and he just <laughs> You see what happens when he pissed me off. <laughs> but I mean, uh, But it's just like 
there are so many times that I've I've seen like in an adventure or something like that or just off where it's like, oh no, here's a CR twenty monster, but they're friendly, and it's yeah. like no, which, yeah, which that uh, that that Vesemir thing that kind of like made me remember one of your points, which has anyone ever killed a player character above level five? Anyone at all? Anyone? <laughs> because it's so hard to kill people at five. It is. It's like it's okay. So so my point. So, okay, to kill him fairly or like interest him, not just that, like yeah, yeah. To to make it feel like you're not gunning just for that person. Where, where the player's like, okay, what did I do to you, man? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it is, we can work it out. Yeah. Can we please talk about? Dude, we don't have the we don't have the hashes out on the table. We can just. <laughs> I could I could just like DM you on Messenger or something like that, but no, it's it's like it's it's really difficult to kill a player and make it like especially in five E to make it seem like oh that's just the roll of the dice. I'm sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> Was there ever a moment like that in Avernus? I can't remember. No. So. <laughs> yeah. After, no. After level three, we were unstoppable killing machines. <laughs> Well, I mean, there, there, there was that part with the uh, with the Sturges, but that was like, oh, we did this to ourselves. You fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't like we were like, okay, good game, good game out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, it, just unstoppable killing machines after level five, and it's like, do you realize? Do you realize? How much crap I threw at you guys at the end of Curse of Strahd. I'm like, why won't you die? (laughs) (laughs) I see everything. Yeah, and the book was working (laughs) against me. Where it's like, they're going to be even more powerful. I'm like, no. No. The book was probably probably like, they're probably not stupid enough to touch all the stones. Meanwhile, Mr. Muir's like, what is this? What is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, and no, no, the whole party was like playing the fucking bongos on the the stones. They're like, what is this, dude? It's like all these powers are just like morphing. And they were like, you were like. We were like, Super muscular wings we, and shit. We were like going like, wait, do I want this one? No, I want to trade it with this. <laughs> nah, this is boring. We were, like, we, were like, we were like shopping around after a while. <laughs> and like the ancient elder god inside is like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not offended by that. Whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't you don't want this this ability to summon a hellhound once? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that sounds. I remember. Didn't we have that for a second? Yeah, and then, and then like, Howard's the like, was I like, don't want this anymore. <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> it like came back to it came back to the to the stone with like with like a receipt. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I want to return this. It's gonna suck. We just found true sight on the other <laughs> non-refundable returns. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I found oh, a, I found a better one. Can I? Can I give this back? <laughs> you don't have to give me the money back. Just just take it. <laughs> just. Yes. It's the it's it's it it's the twenty five string stone, isn't it? I always lose my sales <laughs> to the twenty five string stone. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my fault. You freaking give me one hound. Yeah, one hellhound. One, and I get to use it one time. Whereas this bad boy, <laughs> look at these guns. <laughs> my eyeballs have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Whew. That book was the like the big bad evil guy to me. <laughs> just like stop giving him stuff. Just stop. And then, and then there, that was like a moment where I was like, I probably should just 
limited to one. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, up to that point, we were just, like, so scared of everything. So that was kind of like a big payoff for all of us. That was the point. You were supposed to be scared. It's a horror campaign. We almost died, like, three times trying to get to the stone. <sighs> I, mean, uh, I mean, I do have some more stuff to bitch about, but I think... I, a lot of it just kind of falls to the wayside. We got the big stuff out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else wants to hear my whining? Just make sure to tune into any any of our live streams. Any of our streams. <laughs> 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 it's, I'm, we have I'm, a, we have a we, after this, we have a dungeon master encounter. I mean, uh, what is it? A dungeon master uh, despair encounter. Yeah. After this, it's all just complaining about roll twenty. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be another episode. <laughs> We swear we're not running out of ideas. No, no. We actually, I, I actually had to like trim down my list. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little too specific. Like, no one's going to understand where I'm coming from with this. <laughs> Just you. Uh, okay, cool. Andrew. Jose. It's time for our favorite segment of the episode News. Session Highlight. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Session highlights. <laughs> so, for all you guys that joined us just now, we have a section called a segment called Session Highlights, where we talk about our favorite parts in the uh, um, in our current campaign that we're playing, which is Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, mm -hmm. DM by Andrew Andrew over here. Let me It'd be funny if on the live stream I'm on the opposite end. <laughs> anyway. Andrew, over here. Yeah, uh, no, wait. <laughs> so, so, Andrew, any any session highlights from last So, time? we didn't have a session last Wednesday because of reasons. Um, adult responsibilities. Yes. But we... Andrew's dying. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a Patreon. Here's a GoFundMe, but we're not going to use it for him. Yeah, here, here's a GoFundMe to, to put my consciousness into a cyborg so I can continue this, <laughs> this campaign. You're not going to leave us until you finish the damn game. <laughs> and, and turns out the rhyme on the Frostmaiden was the frenzy made along the way. What? <laughs> Wake him up! That can't be it! <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, you're terrible people. <laughs> but the session before that, it was like, was day three in this cave. <laughs> By the way, um, was it really? It was day three. We, this cave was a off the cuff. Like, oh hey, you guys find a cave, and you spent three sessions in this cave. <laughs> You did. You actually spent three sessions in a cave. Anyways, that's fine. Half of the adventure so far has been in one random location. <laughs> so nothing wrong. With no, that. A, no, no. Actually, no. It's great. I love it. Um, so, so there were two kind of cool thing. Well, no, there was one kind of cool thing that happened. Oh, man, there's actually a lot of cool shit that happened in the last session. Um, so. The minor uh, highlight, I guess, would be when you guys, or when the orcs stumbled upon you guys, and oh, yeah. for the first time in a talk of opportunity history, we resolved <laughs> combat in a non-violent manner where nobody died. Nobody, <laughs> not even the enemy not even, died. Not we all just walked away. <laughs> We, You're welcome, Andrew. And we resolved. I made it happen. And we resolved our differences with a firm handshake and a. You know what? We'll we'll have to do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah. 
And it, you want to describe what happened? Yeah. Okay. So so these so these orcs stumble upon the cave that the adventurers are camping in, and I believe this was on Beery's watch. And and they come in, yeah. and um, what's it? I I I, I explained that Octavio has a nightmare, and then and then we go into the whisper channel, and yeah. I'm not going to disclose what the nightmare was about. I mean, they can watch yeah. it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so, but but I'm not going to disclose what it was about. But um, but Octavio like wakes up from the nightmare to hear like the clanging sounds of battle. No, actually, no, I forgot. Barry set a bear trap, and it closed on one of the orcs' legs. And it's just like there's a moment of silence, and then the cave is filled with screams. <laughs> and then that's what we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like there's then that moment was him breathing in to let that yell out um and so and and so so i described like oh yeah no the, the the screaming and the bear trap shutting wakes up the rest of the crew and so these orcs are like they're winning they actually are winning i'm sorry i know i, I know everyone's yeah. like oh, we, no, they, oh we, we got some good hits in right no they were kicking your asses <laughs> and that's why i changed my strategy and then and then so and then so jose's like oh god we're gonna fucking die here aren't we so then he pulls out the stone that he that he's had on his character since session zero this was the thing that he yeah. had and he's like look i have the stone <laughs> and wait 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 <laughs> it wasn't like that it was it was and it was uh Okay, so just to give my my train my my thought process here, I was gonna wait another round, you know, because I wanted to get like a spell in, right. and then realize what was happening. But then fucking, I think Beery took like some massive da- like it was going. She took like eleven points of damage or something like that. Like it yeah, brought and, her and then and, and then it was starting to describe like I moved my token and I saw like a line of orcs waiting to like take a hit on a on on Beery, and that's when I changed my strategy, which was. Take the stone and just run towards the orcs. I got the stone. Yeah, because <laughs> my character is a you know immature. Yeah, kid. <laughs> you're like guys, I have the stone, and it's like and it's like oh, and all the orcs are like stop. No, actually, I I, I describe it as one orc is like stop. It's just like it's like this commanding voice and this um this orc. Uh, like Eye of Grumsh comes up and he's just like for some reason everyone respects him even Beer. I totally expected Beery to like try to take a swing at him yeah but Beery's like nope nope okay but this is not my fight anymore and 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 just like and so so now this Eye of Grumsh is like grilling you like why do you have this stone and you're like I got it from picked it off a dead guy <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. You, you, you describe how you got the stone and whatnot, and it kind of like naturally created this quest line for you. And then they're like, and, yeah. and then the guy's like, hmm, maybe you guys aren't so bad after all. Well, I guess we'll be leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when I was like, I got this stone. I saw your brain just like pause. And I'm like, and like oh, focus. yeah, just, okay, fuck. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that's what you were leaning with, bro. Like I, with the dream and the stone, I was like, "Oh, he's playing." I'm gonna play off of what he's laying down. I actually Apparently, no, it wasn't. no. The, the 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 orcs was all down to the roll of dice. <laughs> but I was like, "Okay, wait, no, I can work with this." <laughs> so, so now the group at that point like got like a like a like a like a secondary like a respect for Octavio that they didn't have before because they. Octavio saved for somehow like stumbling through this whole adventure. He saved them twice. Mm-hmm. Already, just by mistake, <laughs> honestly. 
your chance. So so then that happened, and and so then you guys finally were finally able to take an actual rest for once, and you make it to the town of Goodmead, and there's like there's things happening in the town, you know their their town killer was. I mean, their town killer. Their town speaker was, <laughs> was killed by something. He, he said it's Bob. The camera pants and this guy with a knife. <laughs> Covered in blood. Hey. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and like slick with blood. Like not just like a little bit. Like head to toe. Anyways. Um, but and, and so like yeah the town speaker died for some mysterious circumstances. Some mysterious circumstances. People can't seem to pinpoint what. And so then you guys go to a place called the Mead Hall, and it's like this whole like bee-centric thing. And Octavio's like, "Hey, is there a gift shop here?" And I'm like, "Sure." (laughs) 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 And then then so well, I mean, anyways. So 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 you're like buying supplies and whatnot, and Barry just off the cuff just says, "Man, we need to start making more money. We're like we're running out of funds," and 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 you're like, "What are you talking about? I'm a Cadenas, like." I'll, I'll get money. I'm just waiting on. I'm just waiting on the check to to go through, and and, and like the group starts questioning like when when was the last time your spare your parents spoke to you and stuff like that. And it starts it starts opening up all this stuff, and like Octavia's like, oh no, I haven't had any correspondence <laughs> with my family since I've been here, and I I want to say it was Beery, but it could have been it could have been mittens on hands. Gar wasn't here for this. Howard couldn't make yeah. it the last session. But it was one of the two that was like, Octavio, I think they just dumped you here. <laughs> like, I think they just got rid of you. And, like, you got sad and, like, walked away. And you described it as, Octavio's going to go on the pier and start crying now. <laughs> he just needs to be alone. <laughs> No. Yeah, I, was just, I used to notice on my lone time right now. Guys. And, and we were all like, oh, poor, poor Octavio. <laughs> and just like, and so, he started realizing the actual, like, what just actually happened. Like, his, his fantasy of his family sending him money and coming to pick him up and, like, everything being fine just, like, shattered in that moment. Nope. It just, just the, the real world just, he caught the poverty. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and the real world just kind of started falling on him like a ton of bricks when he realized. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've been cut off. <laughs> and and so 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 you're out in this pier and and Barry and Mittens are like, okay, we're gonna go look for a place to sleep. And to my surprise, Swift, played by Robert, who hates you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like he's so the Octavio is on the pier and he's crying. Like I imagine it's probably not like Ugh, like ugly crying, yeah. but he's just like no, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's just like putting on a brave yeah. face, and here comes Swift, who, like I said before, hates Octavio. Like, like he, he, or not he? Sorry, they. My apologies. I'm, <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but but they were the ones alongside Beery that came up with the whole like, oh, haha, we're gonna eat, we're gonna eat, gonna eat Octavio. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so and so then so then Swift comes over to Octavio and just has like a legitimate like 20 minute long heart to heart with Octavio and says like hey I was also abandoned as a child. Which I didn't know by the way that was like news to me. That's awesome. And so so we have this moment where I just I legitimately just sit back and just watch you guys just riff off of each other and everyone is just watching and for the first, again, this is another first in the talk of opportunity history. 
there were no cracks, there were no jokes, there were no this was a actual pure role play like 100% capital R capital P role playing moment where you guys yeah. were just hey, this is our characters, this is our motivations and even like Swift was like kind of uncomfortable talking about their yeah. feelings, and Octavia was like, yeah. "Was like, we're gonna be best friends someday." And Swift <laughs> like, "Don't count on it." <laughs> yeah, and it, it was just, it was like a legitimate, touching, sweet moment. And the best part about it is, is so far, it's had really good feedback. <laughs> like, yeah. like everyone was talking about, like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, like, yeah. And it just kind of shows we can do this. We can have yeah. these moments in our games. I feel like we leveled up as a group. Yeah, we leveled moment. up as people <laughs> during that moment. Yeah, that 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 part right there at the end, like I think what what I like too was <laughs> I don't know why I said it, but my character's like, you know, when I'm back in my Cadena's family, you're gonna be my bodyguard. Like I still have the hope that my family is gonna. That take actually, me back. that that line for some reason it made me like get a little misty eyed I'm like oh this guy is so fucking naive (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like it's like it's like that painful like watching a kid say like I'm gonna be an astronaut when I I grow up like oh but they defunded NASA (laughs) (laughs) then we might not even have a planet by then (laughs) it's just like it's just like this like not I don't want to say painful but it's like oh you're so innocent in this like awful environment (laughs) and and it's just like no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that was that was actually gonna be like my my highlight too because like I don't think I've ever had a moment before. Like you and I, when we played before together, we'd riff off of each other, or as a DM player as well. But it's more it's always more like how to describe it. Uh, a lot of it is joking. A lot of it's just jokes. Yeah. Yeah, we just take the situation to, like, insane... Ex- and then ex- beat the crap out of the joke. Yes, I know, Heather, we do that. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, Swift just came along, and it was awkward. Like, don't get me wrong, I was fucking, I was cringing. Like, I was awkward in inner, my inner me. I was like, I don't know how to, like, proceed with this. I, I, but Rubber has... I, I, I feel uh, like a lot of that was... Okay, actual RP muscles are flexing now. Like I, I yeah, like, yeah, so. yeah. But Robert coming into the into our group, who he, he told us that his group is like ninety percent role play, ten percent right. beating the shit out of things. Like so, like he has all this experience, and it allowed me to like, like you said, flex my role playing muscles for the first time. You know, and that's why I ended up with like a like a like a light hearted joke of like, hey, you know, I have all this face cream. I'll do wonders for your skin. That type mm-hmm. situation, which made the situation a little bit more light. Um, but like, it was such an awesome moment of like pure improvised character development. And I told you from the get go that I didn't, even, I didn't want to plan anything for Octavio. So far, everything that's happened, I have not planned. Nope. I have not, I, I haven't even given him any thought as to, cause uh, Andrew asked me specifically, Oh, what do you want your character to do, to be, to go to, you know? And you're and, and, not going to reveal and, every- and you're just like, just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have some ideas, some big pictures, like, oh, whatever. Right. And I'm not going to reveal that kind of stuff because I don't want anybody to be influenced by that. But, like, like, like I understand, like, I was just like, just just let it happen. I don't care. You know, I know what my character is right now. I do not want to plan what it's going to be at the end of the adventure. I just wanted it to be. And this was at such a, like, perfect key moment with Swift and Octavio that I'm like, this, is gonna ha- this, this just gave me so much fuel for opportunities later on down the campaign. 
You know what I mean? This is like that this, moment that like the little green the little green text appears like Swift will remember this. this like this, that, you know what I mean? Is, from from Fallout. This is gonna be the catalyst for a moment where one of you is holding the other weepingly while the yeah. other dies in your arms. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I text I texted Andrew's like, Andrew, if you kill me, <laughs> I will be okay with that because it, there's such a like weight to it now. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh he died, make another character. It's like, oh my god, Octavia, the little kid is dying. Yeah. Type situation. But, but I think I think what was really great about this moment was that it kind of opened the door to like okay this is the kind of campaign that mm-hmm. i'm going with because mm-hmm. my i i i don't want to like i don't want to be like ho ha 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 i pulled the strings for this to happen but it's right. like i felt like my inaction was like also approval where it's like where i'm like okay yeah. ha ha they're having this conversation let's cut back to barry and mittens okay romp, you know fun romp adventures like no 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 do yeah. it like let's let's have yeah. this let's have this dialogue yeah. you know that's yeah and 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 it's, and and i i think i think this kind of really nailed home like this and along with the actions of the past couple sessions like we are going for a much smaller zoom mm-hmm. in version of the campaigns that we have been playing yeah. so yeah and I'm, I'm i'm super excited i hope i really hope that this really opened the door for anybody to just, even if it's just a little bit of roleplay, to come in to the table and like, Robert, if you're listening, like, I think that you're you're an excellent fit in our group in the sense that you're bringing experience that we haven't, we've done the crazy adventure, we've done the killed 100 enemies, we've done like the jokes and everything else, but we haven't really, we haven't really done a lot of roleplaying, very little bits here and there, but we, we haven't, I know you, he does voices, he does all this stuff, but like, Honestly, like we haven't spoken as our characters to other players, and 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 the role playing we have done is like seventy percent comedic, where yeah. it's like where it's which like, is great. I love it. Oh yeah, I, yeah that's yeah, why yeah, I love yeah. the group. Don't, don't, don't yeah. get me wrong; it, it does make it fun. But it's like, but it's like, oh, Vesemir is curious about stuff, and it's like, okay, he's not curious; he's annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, he keeps slapping crap and distressing <laughs> other people out. You know, yeah. and, but it's like, but, but it, but it's just like it. I just I just love it because it really granulized and really yeah. slowed everything down. It's like yeah. this, this, this is happening. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was in it was in like a tiny town's pier over a frozen lake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like oh at the end of a big fight on top of a tower, you know, while a dragon spills its guts around us or whatever. Like it was just like this nice intimate moment where like we both had huge character development naturally it was oh it was great like mm-hmm. i think about it it gives me chills it was awesome and it's like and, and, and so people are probably like listening to this and they're like wait you guys don't role play it's called role playing games we like, really no, don't we do role play i mean no we do but it's not it, it's uh oh, we role play in the sense that like this is what my character will do and i know that that phrase sounds terrible it's not like oh this is what my character would do <laughs> yeah no it's no. like we do like oh my character's gonna do this we role play in that sense we're comfortable with that but we haven't taken the next step to really we, diving into our characters and talking to the, each other that way. The way we have been role-playing has been more, like, mechanical-based. Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my character would activate this trap because he's curious as right. t- to what traps do. But it's not like, yeah. oh, my my character has a, a fear of the dark, and that's why, even yeah. though he has dark vision, he carries torches, you know, or something yeah. like that. And, and, right. And so, and and I'm not saying I expect this moment from everybody, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I know some people are not comfortable with yeah. the more yeah, thespian yeah, parts of, of yeah. the role playing, but this was like 
this was exactly <laughs> what I was going for. And I'm just like, yeah. and I and like I was I was like, oh, it's happening. I'm witnessing yeah. the miracle of life. The <laughs> like, miracle right? of life. <laughs> and, it, yeah, and, it, and it's like it's like I kind of have things planned out, and I want there to be. I want. And I even told the players this is going to be more character focused. Like I'm going, yeah. I'm I'm not making the focus more on the story. Like this is not going to be a, the big bad's tale. Like this is going to be your guys' story. You know, right. and, I, and I, I wanted that. I you know so. Yeah. Well, we played out really nicely so far. Yeah. So, yeah, and like you know, it kind of it reminded me. And I, I know you got that feel too from that that part in Avernus when with the sword and all that stuff. But even then, like the role playing that happened there was. Mecha- like you said, mechanical role playing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, like a like a heartfelt, like an actual natural, you know. Yeah, know. like like like. Well, I don't like, want to say natural because the mechanical stuff is also natural. Is what am I looking for? I'm looking for like 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 the sword. The sword was like okay. Well, quintessence can't get the sword because she's not a fighter. You know, right. the gnome can't get the sword because that'd be goofy. You know, so yeah. it naturally comes down to these three martial characters. Yeah. And so and and so there were moments in that, but it's like that that was like the end of the campaign. Right. You know. Right. And this is this is like we're getting these moments from the get go, so I can't even imagine what it's gonna build up to. Yeah, this you is know? the it's, beginning it's be awesome. of the campaign and we're already yeah. getting these like Yeah. All right, let's just have a talk, man. <laughs> yeah. We're still level one. Because <laughs> like 'cause like I think I, I I think you were right when you said we leveled up as players because it's like yeah. okay. What if we took that and 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 it has been building up at, through the campaigns? Like, okay, let's take this moment and expand upon it more mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm. and more. Yep. And so, I feel like every campaign we've just been getting better and better. Yeah, and we are. We are getting be- we are, we are becoming better players, both combat and role playing wise. And yeah. that's that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, you you even said it. We had a straight up like uh, uh, critical role moment. And you're yeah. like, and you're like, yeah, we did, and that's that's, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we're not professionals, like we're not. No. Like it was, I was like worded out, like oh my god, yeah. but now I'm uncomfortable. I, I'm willing to go there. Yeah, and it's like, I, I know, I know, not everyone's gonna be cool with it. I was honestly kind of worried that like people would be like, oh no, we're gonna become that group. But like I said, <laughs> like I said, the feedback, the reception has been a lot warmer than I expected it to be. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, all right, cool. <laughs> <We're> gonna, like, <laughs> well, it's it's this whole campaign that's been the feed. I think, dude, I I, I don't want to take like all credit for it or anything. I don't want to be like you know your 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 shit or nothing. But like. <laughs> I mean, because you are. Don't no. worry, because <laughs> you are. But no, no, no. Uh, 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 I think what helped this, honestly, was the round table at the end of Avernus. Mm-hmm. We both realized, like, oh my god, there is a need, or not a need. There's a want for this type of slow down, smaller, granular moments. And I and I, and I was you know? already, I was already like, like I I, I approached Icewind Dale with like, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna slow things down. But yeah. then I was like, "Oh no! What if everyone doesn't like that?" But yeah. then, but then at the round table, when people were like, "Yeah, you know, we could have had more like yeah. character building moments," I'm like, "Perfect!" You got affirmation. Let's do yep. this. <laughs> and yep. like, yeah, I, I get that confirmation. I'm just like, "Yes!" Yep. <laughs> yep. So exactly. So I, I can't wait. For, I can't. I know. I joked that saying that this is we haven't even started with when you said that you wanted the round table, but like I want the round table for this campaign already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like oh, it's gonna I, be great. I can't. I can't wait for it to be a huge disappointment halfway through the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm only saying that to cover my ass, just in case it is. I hope so, not, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you about my, my session highlights from that session. There were, well, you covered the big one, but there were other ones, too. The one where uh, it was Mitten's turn to... <laughs> yes! To... <laughs> I, I wanted to include that one, but I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to reveal too much on my end. <laughs> right, so we wanted to... We, so uh, we were taking a long rest, but, you know, we're doing the actual shifts and everything. You know? Oh, and, uh, which, all, by the way, the long rest part was like, was like, Octavia's like, I don't have to take a turn, do I? I'm like, well, you wouldn't if Gar was here, but he's not, <laughs> so you are. You're like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> So there was like a moment. First of all, there was a moment when Octavia was in uh, taking a shift about out by the, the 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 mouth of the cave, and Andrew described like lights or sounds or whatever. It wasn't even like scary. It was more like magical and whimsical. And Octavia's like, "Nope, I ain't even go close to that." He just like backs. <laughs> Anyways, but that wasn't even the big thing. The the other one was when it was Mitten's turn to <laughs> to take a watch. <laughs> and you start describing the moment where, like, what was it? It was like a like a, you described it as like a like a tiny creature comes in and into the cave, and then you roll to see if the tiny creature sees mittens. I know what the tiny creature is because I'm a DM, and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are fucking, they are so cute, right? Yeah. Well, I I, 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 I tried I tried I tried to make it intimidating at first, like, oh, huge shadow, little tiny guy walks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I think I'm pretty sure that Alex and Heather know what the creature is because they were a part of uh, Tomb of Tomb of Annihilation as right. well. Um, so when you put up the pictures, like, oh, we know what this is. But the fact that Mittens, or uh, Alex, freaked out. <laughs> he freaked <laughs> Yeah. Just, he was like a cat with a cucumber. He, he was just, like, jumped to, like, he, the top of the cave. He actually described... Trying to hide from this thing. He actually described, and, uh, Andrew, I have a climbing speed, so can I, like, freak out and climb <laughs> to the corner of them? I'm like, yeah, sure, man, I guess. <laughs> And then, like, he was completely freaked out. The little creature sees him, and he, like, he manifests a berry and gives it to him. Which which is actually, what's it? Mittens rolled really high for his stealth check. I'm like, oh, there's no way he's going to. Oh, natural 20. Never mind. I guess he does see you. And (laughs) and even Alex is like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he gives him him a berry, and the whole time was just like, all the players were like, oh, are you going to eat the berry? Are you going to eat the berry? And Andrew's like, are you going to eat the berry? And he's like, no, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> and I was already I was already preparing to the fact that if he arrived to the cave, like, with the berry on and on his hand, and Octavius saw that, he would have just, like, gloop. <laughs> like, oh, food. Like, oh, berry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the fact that he freaked out so much, it was so good. It was so great. He, like, role-played really well. It was It was, again, the episodes are available on YouTube if you want to jump there and watch it. Um, my second part was after the orc stone, the the orc shift or whatever the, the uh, eye of groom like explains what it is, blah 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 blah. This moment they depart and then we're sitting there. Octavius just holding it in his hand, and all the players outside of character is like, "Oh, you're gonna tune to it? Are you gonna tune, tune to it? It's a magical <laughs> item." <laughs> and I'm like, "Nope." Octavius looks at it and just puts it in his pocket. Oh, that was cool. And every- no, he's like, he, no, he's like, "Oh wow, that's a very lucky stone," and puts it in his pocket. And then everyone's like, "What the actual fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Everybody, and, and especially Everyone. me, was like, was like, no, Jose, hold on, stop. Because, <laughs> okay, so for my character, my character, while he's a sorcerer, he's never had to use his power. Everything that's happened so far is new to him. All the spells he's used is new to him. Everything is new to him. I think, I think. So he doesn't I think, know. I think, yeah, I think you described it as me, to me as like, he didn't even know he was magical. <laughs> he just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. thought he was dumped off an ice window for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, and like he doesn't know what a magical item is. He, he wouldn't know really. And it's described that 
in order to attune to it, you have to focus on the item for uh, well, I forgot. It's, long it, rest, I don't it, know what it was. It's either it. It's either or, a short or long right. rest, but you have to so focus it's like an, your attention on it. Right, so it's like an actively thing. It's like somebody who knows that's a magical item attuned to it. Octavio doesn't know that. He's just a stone that some guy gave him because he gave him a gold, which, by the way, gave him a, a gold to a um, a homeless orc. It's like, oof. Yeah. Um, and for him, it's just something, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, if you give 20 bucks to a homeless man and he gives you, like, a rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. He just doesn't know that it's... And even though the Eye of Grunge made it sound like it was this insane stone of whatever, he was still like, oh, cool, it's a really lucky stone. It saved me. Yeah, and he puts the, it in his bucket. Yeah, to, to, to be fair, the Eye of Grunge is like, this is a magic item. You must use your long or short rest to attune to yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't say He didn't say that. Say that. No. Yeah. So I'm like really leaning into that and everybody hates it they're like what does it do? i know what it does but i as a player but i i'm not attuned to it God. and i just the the, uh, the looks that everybody gave me the dagger eyes i'm like what guys <laughs> the character doesn't know what it is and to, Even be, Andrew. and to be fair i don't we don't have a wizard in the group so it's not like oh yeah. well, i read this in a book somewhere you know it's like yeah that's the other thing too. <laughs> that might come back to bite you in the ass. I'm just saying. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just looking. Honestly, I'm looking for like a, a good excuse moment to know, you know, that oh maybe I should attune to it or I feel magic or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is. But it's not like oh you know the orc respected it, so now I'm gonna focus on it because my character at the moment just wanted to sleep. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, while you were sleeping, you kind of drooled on it. Ah, now you're attuned to it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a good moment. Uh, obviously, the part with Swift was a great moment um, for Octavio. Um, man, and there was a lot of that happened that that session. I'm trying to think of. I think there was another moment. And, too. Then, and then you guys, and then you guys find out that the only place to sleep in town is like the shitty lodging house. And you're, and everyone's first thought was, "Oh no, Octavio's gonna hate this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, when he's in the cave, he's like, so where's the next tavern? We're going to sleep. Where's the tavern? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And Mitten's already like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yes, that was uh, session highlights. Unless you have something else, Andrew. That was like the whole damn session. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good session. It was. It was. Uh, It was actually a really good session. It was hitting on all six. So. Uh, so now let's move to the news segment of our episode. Oh man, we have we have quite a few. Uh, there was the the G four Live thing with D and D that happened. They, re- they released a bunch of books. Uh, so we're gonna go through the books first, uh, real quick. The first one that is most intriguing, honestly, is Fistband's Treasury of Dragons. Um, Did they go into what detail understand- what that is? Yes, yeah, so they introduced okay. Gem Dragons to 5th edition, so they're coming. And I think everybody knew that when they saw it. Yes. Um, yeah. Reveals the story of the first world and the role Bahamut and Tiamat played in its creation and destruction, which is awesome. Uh, adds new player character options, including unique draconic ancestries for Dragonborn, dragon-themed subclasses for monks, rangers, and new feet and spell options. Holy shit. Yeah, offers everything a dungeon master needs to craft adventures inspired by dragons across the world across the world of D&D with new dragon layers, maps, details up to 20, on 20 different kinds of dragons. Ooh. Oh, that would be really nice. awesome. They have like dragon specific yeah. layers. Yeah. Be like, oh, this is a black dragon. It's like, oh my god. Oh, g- oh, <laughs> oh no. Turn the page. Turn oh, the page. No, 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 no. This is for kids? 
And then it presents a complete dragon bestiary and introduces a variety of new dragons and dragon-related creatures, including aspects of the dragon gods, dragon minions, and more. Please, please, so please let us have hybrid dragons back, please. <laughs> I just want the Maypalm dragon. I don't even care about the other Maypalm dragons. <laughs> I mean, the art, the art is looking phenomenal for all this stuff, so I'm pretty excited. Um... You know, I, I know you said you hated the alternate cover for it, or you didn't hate it, but you weren't like as as blown away. I, I wasn't wild by it. But I like now I'm looking at like the higher resolution of it, like not the shitty screenshot somebody got from my leak. I'm actually kind of digging it now. Mm, um, I think I, I yeah. think it's just like the font choice and stuff. It's just like eh. it is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm still gonna get it though. I know, I know you are, someday. so that way you could sell it for five hundred bucks in the future. <laughs> no, yeah, I never done that, dude. There. First of all, Volos is going for like nine hundred bucks right now, and I'm like, I can really use that money. I'm just when saying, I'm like, man, nope. rent's coming up. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> rent's almost due. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next one. Wait, did we already talk about Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft? We, we, yeah, we did. We we, we touched yeah, on we, it a we little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the big one, obviously, is the the wild the wild beyond the witch light. Oh, I thought you were talking about Strixhaven. That's the one everyone's been claiming. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no they no, reveal fuck. more of it. No, 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 fuck that. So. <laughs> Explore the plains of the fairy. In the first official D&D adventure set, primarily in the Feywild, the adventure begins on a campaign on a campaign world of the DM's choice, the Witchlight Carnival, which serves as a means by which the characters enter the Feywild can be dropped easily into any campaign setting. Adds two new characters' backgrounds: the Fey Lost, a character who grew up in the Feywild, and the Witchlight Hand, a character who worked who work at the Witchlight Carnival. Introduces two races. Uh, play as a fairy or as a herringon. Oh no! <laughs> a race of humanoid rabbits. Oh, not a fairy! No. All encounters in the adventure include non non combat options, allowing players to think and role play their way through the adventure if they wish. Uh, classic That's 1980s cool. Dungeons. I, I I respect that part. Yeah, classic 1980s Dungeons and Dragons character returns, including War Duke, Strongheart, and Kellek. Don't know any of those guys. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Something Wicked This Way Comes, a wickedly whimsical adventure of the world's greatest role-playing game. And I believe it's, yep, levels one through eight. So I'm kind of hoping this is more, this is going to sound mean, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of hoping this is more like, hey, this is a guide to the Feywild with an adventure thrown at the end. Instead of it being like, here's an adventure and there's like a little bit of a guide to the Feywild. Because we have, because we have, because yeah. we have a proper, well, a somewhat more proper guide to the Shadowfell, but we don't have anything for the Feywild. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you know, it's one through eight, so it may be that, or maybe just like, or or like even like a half and half. It doesn't have to be like a sixty forty split, but like if it's like, yeah. if it's like a half and half thing, that'd be great, you know. So that yeah. way you can have stuff to build off of for uh for the Feywild. That being said, I really do like the fact that they are including non-violent. <laughs> <laughs> um, options. So yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the Feywild didn't strike me as a place where you're like, okay, we have to fight our way out. <laughs> you know, like, right. like I, I imagine it'd be more like trickery and mischief and oh, haha, someone stole my shadow, kind of a, you know, right. So yeah, um, I don't know. Honestly, I think at the pace that we are going right now with Realm of the Frost Maiden, we might actually skip this one. Really? And jump to whatever the next one is. You think so? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, because. It's gonna take obviously it's gonna take a while, but maybe the the spring book for next year will be something epic, maybe. you know. Or it could be something um, like the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> we never know with wizards. Uh, the next thing they released or they announced was the Witchlight Carnival uh, dice set. 
Um, 11 Premium. It's like the other ones that come, you know, the little boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, durable felt line box, a beautiful illustrated double-sided player-friendly fold-out map, 19 double-sided preference cards. You know, the, the, the dice, obviously, uh, they're cool, I guess. They're neon orange with blue or purple. Um yeah, not a big fan, but I'm still yeah, gonna buy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the dice, unfortunately. Yeah, and then the other thing is the dungeon master screen uh, for the dungeon's depth. So we had a wilderness one, and now we have a dungeon's depth uh, dungeon master kit. Dungeon. You know the one that dungeon kit. Depth? Yeah. Yeah, depth. Oh, because you're. You, I, I thought you said kit. I thought you were saying death, like dungeon death. death. <laughs> like, yes. How many ways can you die in a dungeon? Well, <laughs> no. let's find out. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so now we have the dungeon, the dungeon one. Uh, okay. Delve into the dungeon's depth. DM screen specifically, specifically designed to dungeon delving. Features thirty-six punch-out dungeons, geomorph cards with pathways, connections, whatever. Customizable double-sided double dry erase sheets offer unlimited versatility for tactical gameplay. Eighteen illustrated punch. Punch out condition cards, including mold and slime cards for dungeons encounters. Nine punch out number and illustrated initiative cards, so easily track that. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like the wilderness one, which, by the way, I need to get because this stuff is awesome. Um, but yes, those are the, the, and then the one, the 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 the, the redheaded stepchild, is Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos. The school of magic is in session. Um, another. Magic the Gathering thing that I don't know anything about. I wish we could, like, interview Robert about this kind of stuff. But my understanding on this is it's kind of like Hogwarts. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of cool with the idea that it's, like, a college adventure or, like, a school-based, right. like, academic adventure. You, right. You know. So we have... Yeah, let me let me go over the... Uh, the the points, the, the selling points for this. So it's, uh, through the book's multi-layer campaign, players begin as first-year students who study, socialize, and adventure their way through graduation, experience D&D, new ways through the academic challenges, uh, extracurriculum activities and jobs, <laughs> and relationships explored on campus, includes four adventures that can be played as standalones or woven together to create a campaign taking players from level 1 through 10. Players can create characters using a new race presented in the book, an owlin, one of the owl folk who study in the university adds a play adds new player characters options including feats and backgrounds include new spells and magic items that help your character feel connected to the college they choose to join there's a different houses type thing uh, encounter over 40 magical mysterious creatures and npcs and the best bestiary Strixhaven can easily be dropped into a dnd world campaign blah, blah, blah. so it's yeah <laughs> you have to you have to go take the final exam with Two levels of exhaustion because you were up all night oh. studying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much what it is. And then, and then you have to make an intelligence check to break, to maintain all to, to like retain how much you crammed the night before. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly really interested to see how they do like the whole uh, the whole college. At first, one I, I send you the news, the the comic book. I mean, uh, comicbook.com article. It was like Dungeons and Dragons novels. Oh, that's the wrong one. Um, the one that was like, it's going to take us to college. prom. Yeah. College, yeah. And at first we were like, uh, I don't know how we feel about that. Oh, D&D's Strixhaven campaign has mechanics for what what a hot mess college life can be. I think that's I think that'd be neat. I think that'd be really that'd cool. That'd be a change of pace for to sure. Be, to be like, oh man, I got <laughs> my scholarships <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't have I don't have good enough grades to keep my scholarship. My mom's going to kill me. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the farm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, again, maybe we should have an episode specifically with Magic the Gathering versus, or Magic, Magic the Gathering plus D&D we, with Robert. We should once we run out of ideas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, because I honestly don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. I think he will, like, in lineups. We already have Theros, Guilds, Ravnica, and this one, Strixhaven, right? I want to say we have another one, but I could be wrong because I don't remember them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, the Theros one, in my opinion, was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I Uh, I like the Theros one only because it's Greek mythology based. So I'm like, okay, that's your. I just, yeah, I just feel like that effort could be put into (laughs) Spelljammer, damn it! (laughs) Give us Dark Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. No, I think that's it. I don't. I don't see um, the other ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, Guild Guild Master Guides to Ravnica was the first one that they came up with. And then there was um, Theros, and now it's Strixhaven. Yeah, Strixhaven. But cool. it's just like the first time was like, oh, okay, that's that's a weird choice, and then the second time was like, oh, and the third time yeah. was like, oh, okay, this is. I just, I honestly hope that they're not gonna be. You know how like oh the magic ones are making more money so therefore we're gonna do all magic the gathering stuff. It's just I, I, it's I just know. the thing that the thing that really gets to me about it is like oh we're gonna be announcing four more books this year. I'm like okay how many of those are gonna be magic gathering books? Because I'm right. I'm instantly discounting those off. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna get those. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So do you have anything else? I think that's the I, all the time we have. I today. think that's all the time we got. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, that joined us. Uh, we had a 1.10 viewers, so that's pretty nice. Um, I hope you had a good time. Listen to us bitch and moan about the stuff we don't like about the about, about the really petty crap that, yeah. you know, it's really not that bad, but hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we could have easily fixed it, but uh, I, uh, I, wanna. I worked overtime this week. Why do I have to do it? Yeah, I'm paying money, so it's fixed already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but make sure to join us uh, weekly on Wednesdays unless something happens um, on our live streams. We are currently playing Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, we are six sessions in. We are currently suffering through Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> suffering. We are starving. It's, it's bearable. Please join us. <laughs> um, also, make sure to uh, check out all of all our episodes. We have uh, pretty interesting stuff, including an episode specific about giants and how much their stat block sucks, but their lore is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where we're like, okay, cool, giant lore. And okay, in the stat blocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, you can find us on Apple. I was going to say Apple TV. <laughs> Apple Podcast. <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you listen to uh, your. I think we're in Google too, every, everywhere, really. Um, I don't know. I just throw a link. Uh, oh, new podcast episode. Just throw, yeah. throw the link in there. Um, follow us on Facebook. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you are listening to. What you didn't like. What you wanna, Tell us. Yeah. Don't be too harsh. Though. Tell us what you want to hear about next. We're, yes. we're really open to ideas. Starting yes, to run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and tell us, what, uh, tell us what other things that you don't like about D&D. Um, leave your comments below. Make sure to follow us on all the Spotify platforms. What I don't like about and D&D, these two jackasses over there. <laughs> yeah. I'll start with you guys. <laughs> oh, uh, we're doing our best. <laughs> we're trying really hard. But, uh, thank you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend and make sure to join us on Wednesday for a live play. Yeah. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>